Welcome to episode 84 of the Weird Science Marvel Comics podcast for the week of June 2nd. We're into June. June. We are. And Brandon is here with me. Yes. He's not drunk not this, this week. week I, yeah. This is the thing I told Fortunately, you. Fortunately, I wish. going to give you a lot of crap on uh, Thursday, <laughs> uh, but we had to re-record things so much. So, yeah, I don't forgot, think I ended up giving time. you crap. <laughs> At the beginning, I did the first time of three, so I'm just going to keep laying on that. Yeah. But yes, Brandon is here. It's the weekend edition. He must not have gone to his friends all the, no, day. No, the guy is covered drink. in paint this week. That's what's going on yeah, this week. That's so. what's happening. So yeah. you, you are there painting uh-huh. uh, and not drinking or maybe drinking and painting a little. Wait, who knows? I, I just drank it, like a two liter of Coke today. That's about no, it. Okay. Just brought it I, upstairs. I drank some Diet Coke. I don't drink high. Coke is too sweet for me anymore. Once I switched, really? when I got home from I college, Pepsi's I switched to way. diet. Yeah. I just switched to diet and I can't drink regular soda now. It actually tastes so crazy. Uh, not that Diet Coke tastes great. I'm not one of those guys no, that I, drinks I, I Diet think it Coke terrible. saying it. Yeah, it, it's got a weird <laughs> taste as well. But I got to watch my figure, you know? And I yeah. got to watch my figure so much. I ate almost 20 sliders at uh, White Castle. Oh, there you night. go. And I got so sick. surprised you made it so... today to get off the toilet. Oh my goodness! I I I wanted to get on the toilet last night, but I, I just kept farting. It was the worst. It was the worst. But we're here, and I want to tell you that you can find us over on Twitter at WS Marvel Comics, and if you follow us, I'll follow you back a hundred percent. I, I stick to my guns there and have met a couple of people this week, even talking. And I, I hope that that inspires people to get on Twitter because I know that Twitter is a place that a lot of people have heard. Twitter's become like the 2000. 2000- 17 and beyond comic book store of uh, before where you'd be afraid to go there because yeah. everybody yells you're at you. a questionable I, person I for even you. having an account half the time yeah i i <laughs> will not yell at you or anything like that you can just end up talking to me and brandon and everything will be fine um we also have a website at weird science marvel comics.com uh we do not have the review copies yet so we, we no. don't have all the reviews up in a timely manner because we also have you know, regular lives. We try to get ahead of things with that yeah. and ahead of things. Then and the have podcasting more. week starts. Well, yeah. And then the podcast starts and we might even be able to have more on the podcast if we had those in advance. Cause then we'd have time to prepare and stuff like that. Because, you know, even though it sounds as if we don't prepare, the guy is drunk. we sometimes <laughs> do. We sometimes yeah, do. I had we at all least the books read, the read books. last Sunday. I read them before yeah. I went to the party. I didn't make it from the party. Uh, but yeah, we also have a Patreon account it's patreon.com slash weird science where you can go to support us for this podcast all the other podcasts we do the dc podcast being the other big one and what we have each week is a marvel patreon spotlight two books that are picked by the bad butts of the get fresh crew beep boop and they end up being uh on this patreon only deal last week 
the uh, Bad Butts picked two pretty good books. They yeah. picked Daredevil number six. And so what happens when you 18. don't just prank me, you know? <laughs> yeah, well, this is the thing. Now, you, if you want to hear us talk about Daredevil number six and Immortal Hulk number 18, they're already up. So you ask, now that it's June, what is coming up on the Patreon in June? Well, I will tell you, and what would be the first thing will be the Patreon-only spotlight for next week, uh, yes. this coming up week. That comes out on Wednesday. That's the first thing that we do. And right now, winning is Peter David. It's the Incredible Hulk last call number one and Star Wars Age of Rebellion Luke Skywalker number one that I knew would be. I wonder if that Hulk one is about him at a bar. Well, you know, angry he didn't get his last drink. It may be. (laughs) Uh, Also, though, you have one more after this of the Age of Rebellion. Uh, We have a Darth Vader. I think that will be on there as well. Now, also coming up in June, we have a Back Issues podcast where the Bad Butts again pick a book from the Marvel Unlimited app. You know, we we have a theme, and the theme for June is the what-ifs. And the two that are winning right now, now there's only one that'll be on the podcast, but it's a battle right now. It's a race. What's winning right now is what if Wolverine had killed the Hulk, but it's followed only by one vote behind of what if Venom had possessed the Punisher. And those are two pretty cool things. And then finally, I'll mention one last thing. It's June. uh, It's going to be the event podcast, the big podcast that me and Brandon are going through all the events. We're on the second one, and it's the Avengers Defenders War from 1973. 1973. So we'll be talking oh about boy. that as well. We just finished the Kree Scroll War uh, in May. So we'll be heading to the Avengers Defenders War, and it's a long one. It's going to take us a month or two to get through that. So wish us luck. But yeah, if you want to hear all <laughs> that and a lot of other comic book stuff, uh, go over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash weird science. Check out all the levels. See what you like. And then when you join, if you join right now, it's June 2nd as we speak. If you join right now, you will not be charged until July. And if you decided you didn't like what you hear, you think that we are nonsense, you can quit and you'll never get charged. So you can actually use it as a free trial. See if you like. We like to set it up that way so that you don't just get shocked and go like, man, I I had to pay this money right away and I didn't like what they do. I think Brandon has a jerk off voice and the guy is always drunk. You know, that will. That's what Eric's biggest thing when we started the DC podcast, the first thing that we started, uh, he said that he didn't want to do it because he was afraid that people would think he had a jerk off yeah. voice and then i said yeah they do but we still could do a podcast that that shouldn't stop you and yeah. so we as a former teacher it. you get over that fear pretty quickly you know yeah i was over that many years ago yeah. so yeah you know, that's but the thing. people many people thought i had jerk off voices it just didn't matter no, yeah, I don't care either. My voice, <laughs> I have some people say, oh, Jim, I like your voice. Ooh-wee, you sound so sexy. And then other people are like, man, you you just sound like a monotone jerk. And I'm like, you know what? I'd like to think it's somewhere in between. Yeah. Somewhere well, it, in it's between. Not, it's oh, not my. your fault you don't have, whoa. It's not your <laughs> just, fault you just don't yelled. have feelings. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, I, I really don't have feelings. <laughs> Speaking of that, one of the things I have to apologize tonight, I am a guy who has severe ADD. I have adult uh, ADHD, I guess is what the official term that they gave me. Uh, I'm out of my medicine, which is near impossible because I do not have to get my medicine filled until Tuesday. I usually don't take the medicine well, you know, once a week, I kind of take a little day off, so I should have more, but I am, I don't have enough. And I think some of my kids, 
kids in this house and may have been dipping into the till. And they have, I'm very they have angry. self-diagnosed themselves yeah, with ADHD I think so. I don't is know. what you're saying? Might be Tanya. Might be Tanya as well. I don't know. But I'm like, really, people? This is like a, a it's a prescribed medicine. So good old daddy can get through the day and actually concentrate. Probably helps with those it. long fortnight binges. I'm just yeah, saying. Yeah, probably you know. is. I would hope that it's not my 12-year-old. <laughs> if he did it, I'd have some problems. But then, then Tanya's like, because I told her, and I said to everybody, this is ridiculous. This is a prescribed medicine I need to take. And if I don't take it, you kind of do go through some withdrawal. So that's even worse. So I said to them, you know, what's going on? Somebody said, Tanya's like, I think maybe you forgot and you took a couple too many one day or something. I'm like, if I did that, I would have been bouncing off the walls. I I barely, sometimes I take it so late. Yeah, I would have known. I know because it's a weird thing that medicine is one time, you you know, you'll take it for three weeks and you're like, boy, I don't think that really does anything for me. And then you'll take it like the the next day after all that, all of a sudden it hits you hard. I I don't know if they really measure that stuff out very well. I'm, just, I'm, I'm they, looking they at you, the pharmacists. They mix in yeah. the placebos with the regulars yeah, there. I'm telling you, sometimes <laughs> it hits me really hard out of nowhere, but it's going to hit me hard because I'm going to now have to wait. And I can't just go and say, and that's the other thing. I'm a guy who is pretty, you know, overall anti-drug. This is prescribed, whatever. People can yell at me about it, whatever. But I'm not one of those that will go then and, and beg my doctor for, oh, you got to give me three more because all he's then going to think is, oh, he's selling. Yeah, now he likes it. Screw that. I don't need that. I don't need that nonsense. So I got to wait till Tuesday. That's I why I just drink beer. I can just go to the store. No judgment. Yeah, you know? drink beer and then I'll fall asleep. <laughs> I'll be passed out like yeah, you. Like and me, then you're yeah. going to be doing the show by yourself. I, I huh? would have made it if I didn't have to put the kid to bed. That's it, it was, true. It was you hitting that horizontal position. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you are. Brandon did his own version of the horizontal mambo. You went right to bed. Yeah, counting sheep. Yeah. Counting cores oh. lights. Yeah, That's what you are doing. Yeah. It was yeah, awesome. There you go. Yeah, you wake up at twelve thirty and you message me. Hey, when are we going to do this? <laughs> oh, I see you did. <laughs> do it I'm in like, the yeah, morning. I did. Yeah, I kept yeah. saying that even well, earlier. Check the I'm podcast catcher in the morning. I'm like, oh yeah, no Brandon is the title, so I guess he's all nope. right. <laughs> yep. I, I sat there. I'm like. Should I just tell him not to show? Because I don't think he's going to be good, even if he does show. I mean, I'm telling you, it would have been a laugh if yeah. you would have shown. It would have been so an drunk. Eric Shea show, yeah. I would I have been screaming shape. at you. And so I was like, around 7 o'clock, I was thinking, well, if I tell him now, just have him forget about it, uh, you. And uh, maybe I could just get this done and go to bed. Instead, I just waited and waited and waited. Yeah. Then I had to do it so late. Like a but sucker. there you go. Yeah. The guy was drunk. But we're going to start off. We have a bunch of books and mail, obviously, because it is the weekend edition. And we're going to start with X-Force number eight. All right. And this is a book, Brandon, that we were going to do last weekend. Yes. We were going to do last Sunday uh, <laughs> and you did not arrive. So I ended no. up pushing <laughs> it know. down to three books for me to talk about. And at one point I had mentioned maybe we'll do it on the Patreon. Boy, we had a lot of stuff to do last yeah, week. Even just me week. and you. We I think we so recorded every things. day almost. Except- yeah, I did. I I actually did. Uh, And I didn't plan on doing it every day because Tuesday, Tuesday night's our big review day. That's when we write the reviews. Unfortunately, we only write the DC reviews that night because we don't have the Marvel review copies. If we did, that's what it would be. Uh, Tuesday night, we'd just sit there and just, I, I would probably rack out like six reviews, but that's not meant to be just yet. Yeah. If anybody's listening, but this is X-Force number eight. Personally side rant here. I'm more offended by the sites. They do give them 
than by the fact oh, that we my. don't have them yet. But anyway. You're not supposed to say that. That's not nice. <laughs> oh, put my. like one review Edit up that a week. Out, Brandon. Oh, my God. Yeah, that is true. We don't you know? have the review copies yet. I think last week we had like 12 reviews up. Yeah, that's and you what know I'm what? Saying. Me and you didn't have any. It's no. everybody else. Yeah, I didn't have time. I sat down today. I'm like, all right, X23. I'm cracking my knuckles, getting ready. All right, let's get down to it. And then all of a sudden I have to do like three things. I'm like, nope. Yep. And then I'm like, boy, maybe I shouldn't have eaten those sliders last night. And I'd be able to do a little more. I feel sick. <laughs> just brought the laptop no, into the then, bathroom and, and the sat thing there is, and pumped them I, out. I, yeah, really. I say Literally, that a lot both of people. Ends. <laughs> some people sit there and say like, oh, man, how long does it take you to record? It's also the preparation of reading these books. I yeah. don't know if you realize we have to read these as well. It stinks. Yeah, Reading's some, for sometimes suckers. Sometimes it takes a long time. It depends what it is. Yeah, it does. Uh, I'll admit a lot of these tonight were ones that I was checking the page count as yeah. I went. And that is always uh, th- a I'll bad sign. I'll say it sign. was half and half for me. Yeah, it was. that's uh, always a bad sign. But yeah. this is a book, X-Force, that me and you, I don't know that we're championing it, no. but I'd I think that we like X-Men it a lot book. more. I think <laughs> that we like it a lot more than a lot of people. Yeah, I think I that we so, are definitely. more positive with it, and we've kind of been a little lenient on it. Now, I'm going to continue being a little bit lenient as well. It's ending at issue 10. We know that. Uh, with this story, it does seem like yeah, you have two very misfortunate things sometimes that happen when books get canceled. Either they get cut off in the middle of a story, and that's yeah, ridiculous, or – you end up getting this idea, okay, you know, this book is going to be canceled in four or five issues from now. And then the writer has to extend those issues. Yeah, He's in really the middle of a him or out. her. Yeah, they're in the middle of a story. They can't really continue with something else after. Um, so they decide, okay, we'll make this story a little bit bigger to fill the space. I think that this is what's happened yeah, with Ed Brisson because me and you love Ed Brisson. He's one of our favorite writers uh, <laughs> right now. And we've really enjoyed this book. But now it just seems like I, I know that you're going to have your standard setup issues. You're going to have to have issues in a run where, you know, things are going to you're going to have a little info dump. You got to get everybody situated. You get things set up. This is like two or three issues in a row. Yeah, I know. And uh, especially two. Th- just, this one in the last the, issue. Of- you can really tell at the points when Strife pops into the book. Yeah, it feels yeah. like he keeps doing the same thing yeah, over and, and, and over. Yeah, and, and as you say that, it's like he's doing the same thing and not really moving forward with anything. Right. Like we yeah, want just, him to do something. Just checking on it again and again yeah. and again. And I'm like, yeah. do something, Strife. Jesus. Yeah. So it is uh, X-Force number eight, uh, written by Ed Brisson, colors by, hey, or art by Dylan Burnett, who we're big fans of. You actually said that Dylan Burnett has become a guy who's on your must-buy yeah. list. If oh, you hear I really he's on do. A book. I like his books. Um, yeah. it, colors by Jesus Urbatov and letters by VCs Corey Pettit. And Dylan Burnett, the first thing that me and you really were digging with it, him was the Cosmic Ghost Rider miniseries mm-hmm. with Donnie Cates. And then I remember, if you listened to our podcast, we started off X-Force number one i'm like man this art's awesome it reminds me of that cosmic ghost rider <laughs> i had no idea it was him he wasn't quite just a household like a name dummy. in our brains yet yeah oh uh, here was the deal at least i was consistent cable aka nathan dayspring summers of clan chosen travel from the future and the past to prevent the collapse of the timeline and find his sister rachel summers and join x-force in the process however cable's mortal enemy stripe and his mutant liberation army found rachel first holding her and clan chosen hostage to force cable to surrender and return with them to the future now as cables tech 
no organic virus consumes him. Strafus used Rachel's visage to lure the Ascani people into a trap and in a bid to finally end the Ascanian clan chosen forever. In the present, the rest of X-Force have been fixed in a time portal in a desperate bid to rescue their friends, but they may already be too late. Well, that's kind of, they're already there. They're in the future. And uh, I'll tell you right now, if you are a longtime fan and you, you know, the Ascani and clan chosen, these are buzzwords that get you excited. You, you are better people than me because I <laughs> yeah, am no. still trying to grasp that, well, what that means. And I know what it it's means. It's almost but- one in the same to me. You know what I'm saying? It's like clan chosen and Ascani. Yeah. They're both things Cable well, likes are. and, and Strike's kind of trying to deal. take down. So. Yeah. So with that, though, it's like one of those things. If I say to, you know, Johnny Fresno right now and say, hey, Johnny Fresno, wide right. He's just going to look at me like, what the heck is he talking about? (laughs) But if I say it to you, you get triggered. You know what I'm talking about. And that's how I think that Ascani clan shows and all these buzzwords in here. If you're down with it. These are yeah, things that you'd be excited about. Force fan. Like yeah, you these and things me are the be... new cable fans, yes. not necessarily yep. the old yeah, cable with the all best. the baggage. We're young. You know? We're kid cable <laughs> fans. We're, we're like two of the seven that are out yeah. there because everybody else are the old cable fans. But yeah, these are things that, you know, when they're said, they mean something big. I understand that. I know that. But it's not something that's having weight for me. What yeah, I me need either. in this book and what I've really enjoyed were some of the character moments and the idea that me and you really like Kid Cable. Me and you have really come to really love Kid Cable. Yeah. Uh, you know, from uh, all the things, the, the extermination, all the stuff yeah, that was going on. the last eight on. months of books or whatever, yeah. you know? Yeah, and really it's funny because we started with Fresh Start and he kind of showed up right then. So it's yeah. kind of like our buddy along the way. Yeah. Well, the last two issues, he's a monstrosity. He's a monstrosity <laughs> that's just there by himself, and, and he's and not it's like doing he's much. Spreading to the walls yeah. oh, and yeah, everything else at this Everything's point. Everything's going. This techno organic virus is going, you know, ape on him. It's going ham, as the kids yes. say. But H-A-M. with that, he's not leaving his cell, and pretty much every time we see him, he's just moaning. You know, he's there here and he's like, Yeah, I'm sorry. Being, well, you are being taunted yeah. by strife, you know, yeah, or I mean, strife later. So you're taking out our character. This is what we enjoy. We also love that the beginning Deathlock and the combo of, and if you know, it seems like so long ago too. I know when Deathlock and Cable <laughs> showed up and yeah, Transia, that's really and they're what doing my all that. attention in the series. Yeah. And we've, we've so gotten it's, very little it's gone of it so since. far from that. It's gone so far from that with Ed Brisson trying to fix some wonky timeline stuff and do this and that and the other thing. And that's not my cup of tea as much as what the other stuff was. And I, I, I feel now that where the book at the beginning was something where I could step into and really enjoy, even though I don't know the characters, like this was something I was on board from the, you know, step one and going, we're getting to the point where the stuff that we're dealing with is old school stuff. And and still, I still like this issue enough. I, I really do. It's just that it's not, it doesn't have that spark that it did when we first started. Uh, but you start off. It's and not yet- as, it's, it's not as spelled out as well either. Like I, yeah. you know, the, the one knock I guess I could say about Ed Brisson, despite me really enjoying a lot of his work is that here, the, you know, Ascani or whatever they're called in the clan yeah. chosen, like the clan chosen, other than yeah. being named over and over and over again, we're, we don't really get an idea of what they do other than, I don't know, they're peaceful people and they, they kind of yeah, coexist and, and fine together. You know? Doesn't like them. 
Yeah. He's triggered. He doesn't like them. So you have the team, you know, from our time going, you know, 2000 years in the future, they show up. Deathlock has, you know, trying to figure out where they are. And Boom Boom in the book, I really thought that Boom Boom was going to lead something a little more. She just kind of trash talks, and it's it's actually yeah. getting a little bit a little annoying goofy. To me. Yeah, she's yeah, kind it's of the a little goofy too character. goofy of what's going on. But you have Deathlock; he's trying to figure out stuff. I like the idea that he's like, I, I don't know where we are. I mean, I tried to get close, but we're two thousand years in the future. And Boomer's like, Yo, man, can't you use your tacky possibility converter? That's the tachyon probability generator. And I love the idea that he says, "What I can do." is actually take some stats now. So if we ever come back, it's like, it's not going to do them yeah. any good now. No. It doesn't matter because what's the happening future, anyway. If we have to return, maybe yeah, it and, helps And basically out, but... what happens here then is just basically Rachel's, as we already saw there, you know, we're going in this timeline deal and all of a sudden Rachel's face is in the sky, which we saw before where she's telling the Ascani, you know, head off, come return to me. You know, this is where we're going to go. And uh, yeah, they're like, in my flock, I've returned from the time stream. And they're like, are you kidding me? That's Rachel and all this stuff. Uh, but they're, this is where they are going to decide, well, we're going to go to Avonshire. That's where Rachel says for the Ascani to go. They're going to go, well, I guess we better go. It's like they don't have any other hints anyway. Yeah. But as they go to leave for there, they're, they're all nomads see, anyway at this point. Yeah. So they're just going to yeah. go where they're told. Yeah, and you see, uh, you see, Kid Cable then where he's stocked up a new uh, canite in the stockades, and the organic virus is taking over. It's seeping through walls, and you do have Aaliyah on the other side, and she's like, "You know what? I know somebody's coming. They'll come and get us soon." And he's just like, "I'm sorry. I, I should have come back right away. I could have." And you do see that as this is going on, the techno-organic virus is going through the walls. And that yeah. by the end, she's just, you know, held down by it. She's yeah. overcome she's, by it herself. Yeah, she's got, it's spreading to her. Yeah. So really all this issue is, is our group head to Ebenshire. They start asking all these pilgrims and all these, you know, Ascanis, hey, have you seen this like real short kid who has a lot of guns, kind of has a glowing eye? You know, they're looking for Kid Cable. <laughs> and these people are like, oh, well, you know, yeah, but we're here because, you know, our Rachel, this and that. And then all of a sudden you have blacksmiths show up. And the kind of cool deal is, is that in, you know, in the future of our characters, uh, a character like Domino will fight against Strife with uh, with a blacksmith, blacksmith but yeah. that hasn't happened yeah, yet. Yeah, so she so he doesn't thinks know all, them. Yeah. yeah, they don't know any of them. So they're like, look at these people. They're just here from Stripe. You, you just get a big attack. It's just an attack going on. The only thing that stops the attack is that Strife sends his guys, you know, the Mutant Liberation Force, over to Ebonshire and just, they report, and like, yeah, everybody's coming in, but there's this group, oh no, you know, it's those people from the past, you know, the guys from Cable. Yeah. And he's like, oh, how did they get their attack? And it's just a big attack. Yeah, it's And they're fight. just fighting. Yeah, they're just fighting as... You see that Kid Cable, it's getting worse and worse. Stripe goes to Sam and says, I don't know why Stripe would even go there and give him the the hope. I know that he wants to squash it by saying, <laughs> yeah, oh, this, your this friends have saying. come. This but is my main problem with the story is that Strife is, is literally not doing much. And it feels like if he, no, when and, he does do something, it's the same thing he's done previously. Yeah, I'm telling you, if I'm Strife, I'm waiting until my guys kill Domino and, you know, Cannonball and all of them and then go 
to the monstrosity that was Kid Cable and say, yeah. hey, by the way, your your friends are dead. Hey, not, I'm not getting hey your friends near. just showed up. I'm, and uh, yeah. I'm not getting anywhere near the techno-organic virus dude who's no, spreading all over I'm other people you, either. I, when they show up, <laughs> oh my, he is just, he's a monstrosity. I mean, we laughed before, but more and more. He's just a bunch of cables. Yeah. I mean, his name fits. He's, yep. He he should be now big cable. That's yeah. what I'd call him. All cable. Uh, but yeah, it's just a fight. It's the fight between the mutant liberation army and the you know our good guys. Yeah, with one, and then in one the very little be- twist, uh, because the well in the very middle, yeah, they lose contact. It looks like with the them. intelligence uh, supreme almost. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they but, do. But Those the three, guys, the kind of the three green heads they have are are so consumed yeah. by controlling Rachel, they're losing control of these guys who they they're basically like zombies in the bane one yeah they're mind controlled yeah Yeah, and it's bane that's all i can think (laughs) of it's bane but yeah they're the guys that are in the mutant liberation force that's attacking everybody they aren't doing it on their own volition they are actually being uh mind controlled which ends up there which does throw a deal in where domino hears this because then they end up strife is like what you lost control of the army Forget about this Rachel. We don't yeah. need her anymore. She Boom, serves she her purpose. And then everybody, this Bane guy, uh, he ends up getting controlled again. So he starts fighting. But Domino says, hey, everybody, uh, they're they're being controlled. They're innocents. They're not really trying to do this. So we have a no-kill policy going on. This is a no-kill fight for everybody but Shatterstar, who says <laughs> y- y- she asked I didn't get that call. I'm going ham myself (laughs) here and I'm going to destroy them. But yeah, through all this fight that's going on, Blacksmith has gone and gotten all these other people. He's trying to run away with everybody. Yeah, he's trying to save them as this fight goes on, let the distraction go. And and at the end, the big uh, cliffhanger is there's some more people that are yeah. about to get him. The so lava man he's about and, to be, and whatever yeah. Spike is doing back there. I don't know. Yeah, and it's, it's the guy from – I, I guess that is the guy that was from the present when they ended up – who uh, ended up getting uh, – he ended up turning on them when he yeah. said that he was on their team. So, yeah, yeah I that's the problem is half of these guys like this, I just I don't, don't know really well. know. Yeah, I know. Yeah, and they so haven't done a great job it, of doing anything no, but fighting. That, that is a big problem but yeah that's the guy from the past that was with our people with deathlock at that point trying to go into that that deal i believe but uh yeah i don't mind this i think the art's really good at points it's weird because rachel and alia they end up with these big eyes that i didn't think that dylan burnett really did that sort of thing um but they do have it there it kind of it kind of stuck out a little for me but i still like the art at one point i thought that uh Domino ended up turning into Inspector Gadget and had her arm extend about seventeen <laughs> feet, but that's kind of his style. That that is yeah, the he style does of exaggerate the things a bit. Yeah, and I don't mind it. I've always liked it, so I can't really say yeah, that I didn't like I it there. It just well. made, it made me laugh though. But yeah, um, I'm going to give it a seven out of ten. Like I said, the, the big problem by the end is the idea that I really don't remember a lot of these bad guys' names. Yeah, me and, and that now obviously you remember Strife, but some of the other ones. I don't really remember them yeah. by name and they're not usually at, by this point, if you don't see them for a while, you have at least somebody say the person's name again. Yep. Like, Hey, blah, 
blah. Hey, Brandon, get over here. Right. Do this. Stop you know, being like, <laughs> I, I don't know blacksmith that much, but they said his name enough that I, I got it. Exactly. It yeah. In my yeah. head. So, so there is an example, but uh, what would you give it? Yeah. I'm going to also give it a seven. I mean, I mean, it's still a series I enjoy. I liked, um, you know, the de- developments of Aaliyah being entangled in the, uh, yeah. the virus cable has, that's a cool thing. And then, I also like the uh, tell that these guys are mind controlled, um, you know, by Strife yeah. and, and what he's doing in the background and stuff. Uh, so that's all enjoyable. And what keeps me kind of going with this book is that there's just enough, you know, to to make me like, eh, I might as well finish it. I got two to go. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we so. have two to go. <laughs> yep. But, yeah, I'm wondering uh, yeah, how, if little... Kid Cable's going to survive. Yeah, I don't me know too. If he's it's come definitely out of a this. victim of this X-Men, another X-Men relaunch yeah. coming up. So, uh you know, I'll give Ed Brisson the credit and, and you know, I enjoy his stuff. So I think at least maybe he can give us something good these last yeah, give two us to something finish to it end. out. We'll see. But like you said, then the X-Books are all, you know, getting uh, canceled. Yeah. And then may- so maybe it you're really right. doesn't Cable matter does much. go away and close this time loop once and for yeah, all. Maybe and, that's, and that's the it. deal. Yeah. So we're going to go off now to the first section of mail. Yo, it's mail call. It is mail call, Ron Turner. <laughs> we're going to start mail section number one. And before we do, actually, if you want to be part of the mail and be star of the weekend is what I call it. Yes. You can end up uh, emailing us or you should email us at weirdsciencemarvelcomics at gmail.com. All of these things that I talk about are always going to be in the show notes as well. So if you forget all these crazy things that I talk about, all these addresses and things, just go to the show notes and you'll see them there. But somebody who did see or hear what the email was is Andy who starts off and Andy says, Hey Jim, normally I won't listen to podcasts with just one host. They either sound like they're reading to me or lecturing me. Neither are much fun. Boring. In fact, your solo show was great. Oh my. There you go. I know you prefer a (laughs) co-host, but you're a natural. Another great show. Andy, Andy knows exactly how. I think that was a personal email. You just slid in there. No, no, man. Andy, in fact, I'll let you know. I believe Andy is in the Slack chat, so he'll let you know. He'll tell you that this is indeed, and Andy has found a way. Uh, to get into the email and always be the first one. It's just shower <laughs> me with praise. That, that's all you need to do. And it's the only shower I usually take, praise. Uh, the next email, thank you. Andy, I hate recording by myself. I, I can't stand it. I, I hate it. It's hard and to what get I usually, drinks in and yeah, all that uh, stuff. Yeah, <laughs> that or cough or even that, how I do it. And people on the Patreon, I do a bunch of shows by myself. But you'll notice that I'm always talking about somebody else while I'm doing it. So all the time last week when I was doing the show, I would always take an aside to, you know, kind of yell about you. That's how I do it. I kind of still you're there in spirit still. I do that with Eric, too. Um, The next email is Tony Walton. But thank you, Andy. Tony Walton says, Jim Brandon, Jim Brandon, Jim Brandon, James Brody. He says, yeah, <laughs> let me start <laughs> off by saying, wait a minute. Where is it? Let me just start off by saying that as much as I enjoy Laura and Gabby, I'm glad they didn't end the run by killing Gabby off. Thought it was an okay issue, but a bad last issue in the run was like the season one finale of Titans on the DC universe app. Uh, isn't that when Sean Bean dies in that yes. one? Uh, where, yeah, the very where, last episode where they dies. were supposed to have one more episode, but they moved that one to the first uh, episode of season two. It was a great episode, but an awful season finale. Now he talks about the DC universe app. I have the app. I have not watched one program. I am I not have a watched guy. the Titans one. That's the yeah, only I'm one not, I have watched. I don't though. watch any TV 
and I'm not fancy. I mean, I had so many friends. Was, the only thing that I watch is the History Channel. I only or read I, I only watch AMC. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, that's not that. the case. I, I just don't sports. have enough time. That's about it. Yeah, I do watch honest, sports. But yeah, actual TV, I don't have enough time. I end up Chernobyl. just doing that's nonsense. That's my new fix right now. But it's How a, dare you? That's where <laughs> Dracula is, Chernobyl. Yes. Where they were supposed to have it's one not more Blade, episodes. though, damn it. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was a great episode, but an awful season finale. I started reading about those two towards Tom Taylor's last two story arcs in the all-new Wolverine back when Marvel had Marvel Legacy in 2017. That's kind of like if we had my origin story of Marvel – that was when that the legacy is yeah. when I you actually read was the like, legacy huh. issue and you were yeah. like, I have no idea what's yeah, going remember, on. But remember I remember like when it. I read it, yeah. remember when I read it, I'm like, I really <laughs> dig this. And then remember I said, boy, this is just like the DC rebirth, but I have no idea who these characters yep. are. And then so with that, I started going back and all that time I did have the app. And it's the one thing I've always said, I'm cheap. I am so cheap. I'm not easy, but I'm cheap. But I ended up having the Marvel app even when I wasn't using it. I just thought it was such a great idea yeah. and such a cool well, I've thing. Been, I've been reading Old Carnage this week. Yeah, on it. yeah, really? All right. I yelled at you about that when you told me. Uh, but yeah, I ended up, the first thing I read on the app then was All New Wolverine. And this, I'll tell you, the only reason that I started reading Tom Taylor's All New Wolverine is that I heard about this X-23, Laura, and I figured, well, there's not as much Laura out there that there is Logan. So I'm, I'm lazy. So I'm like, that's my yeah. Wolverine now. Easier and to I catch up it. on. I loved it so much. And when Gabby showed up, oh my goodness, I was like, I, I just found my two favorite characters at Marvel right now. And then it's so funny going down, and we always talk about this, but the things that then I was drawn to, Moon Girl, Squirrel Girl, Wasp, <laughs> Gwenpool, that you yeah. tell, I mean, that, that I definitely do have a, a thing for those type. type of characters. Yeah. yeah. Back then, and speaking of which, just a little impromptu deal, if you would like to i'm going to be doing this week the marvel on the patreon i'm going to be doing the uh, secret origins marvel secret origins podcast and i decided to do it on gwenpool uh and i'm actually going to do the three backups that were in the howard the duck so if yeah. you wanted to get involved you can but if you don't then go go to yeah, they, they later released a zero issue i think if yeah. you can read it all at once in the zero issue in her series yeah, yeah so back when marvel had marvel legacy in 2017 it was advertised as a perfect starting on point wasn't reading much marvel at the time printed out the list of comics that will be part of it in circles the ones that piqued my interest and all new wolverine i fell in love with it later this or uh, later this or next month going to start from the beginning and read the whole series it's so good this current well now former run really didn't do the characters justice and i agree hopefully one of them though i'm telling you i actually thought that this last issue had the spark that the whole series yeah. should have had. It just never did. It had it yeah. in one other issue. Actually, I'm telling you, even with the cuckoos, that cuckoo story that began this run, it, it really, it was, it was, it was the, a little too the best long. Arc looking it back was a little things. too long yeah. though. But the thing about it is the whole thing about, and here's the thing. We didn't even talk about it. She never got her birthday. She never no. got the birthday cake I know, or the birthday that was party. The perfect way to end this yeah. series. But just even <laughs> right that, the, uh, the clone power fist bump with the cuckoos and the idea of the birthday. 
you had Mariko Tamaki had that, you know, that spark then seemed like, okay, she's getting her feet wet. She's going to do this, that, and the other thing. And then it just fell apart. Yeah. Hopefully one like of them makes her issue six. They're like, you're out of yeah. here after 12 ladies. Says, hopefully one of them, much effort. Yeah. hopefully one <laughs> of them makes an appearance in another book. And I, I'll tell my theory by the end of this, I kind of did already, but maybe Tom Taylor will use them on a story in his Spider-Man book, or maybe even Gabby bumps into the runaways, which if anyone wants to get a younger reader into comics, the Runaways will be a great book to jump into. I haven't read the newer one. Uh, I I ended up reading almost everything up to the current run of Runaways. Yeah, boy, I loved it. I loved it. And then I went to watch there. I say I don't watch TV. I actually made the attempt of watching the net. I guess it's on oh, Netflix. Really? The Netflix yeah, no, it's show, a Hulu series. It, oh, Hulu. Yeah, yeah. it stunk. Yeah, I didn't, didn't like, like it, it one bit. Well, here's the thing. I, I was marathoning the whole series and had a whole idea of it, and they changed it up too much. And I was yeah. like, yeah, that's not for me. It's kind of like I, I did have somebody who was talking to me, and they loved the Umbrella Academy comics by Gerard Way, and they were so into them. So then when they went and watched the show, it threw them off because it wasn't oh, really? like the comic. See, my brother but loves that that's show. The thing. He, he knows nothing e- about yeah, the comic. Eric though. knows nothing about the comic either and thought the show was incredible. So I think it was one of those that maybe if you read the comic, it kind of ruined you for it. Uh, a former co-worker was thinking about getting his little cousin in the comics from the Injustice series, which all I can think of is the page spoiler. Superman kills Lex by putting his hand through the chest. That's actually he kills the Joker. But uh, sure, the premise of the Runaways comics is based on six kids witness their parents kill someone. But really, you don't see anything easy to read. And one of the better story arcs is one from the earlier run where they have to go to New York in order to help cloak out to clear his name and that's true um i don't know i always go with the standbys like a moon girl devil dinosaur or a uh you know squirrel girl or wasp that is something that you know a young girl would get into or a young boy i would have loved it as a kid feels weird to have so many books to read on the fifth Uh wednesday of the month marvel should really look into having an annuals week as well and we were talking about this they don't play around with the annuals week I, I, I don't mind not having an annuals week. I yeah, like, no. you know, business as usual, get your books and things like that. It seems as if DC, and it's funny too, DC is so, you know, enamored with having the scheduling that they need to have that this fifth week they have that, but yet everything's an delayed anyway. Thinking, yeah. Everything's delayed. I know. So, yeah. And, and sometimes the annuals are really good. Sometimes they're not. This annuals week at DC some crazy big books and a couple of them not annuals. So after this week's Superior Spider-Man really can't wait till Otto has to team up with Tony Stark. Don't know if the pages can hold that much ego. Boy, he, <laughs> he has so much ego. It's yeah. the best thing about him. Yeah, well, it's weird because you think at the end of a lot of the issues, it's going away, but it never really kind of seems no, to. It's always lingering him. there. Yeah, that's him. Guess it's time to finish up this week's reading. Then either starting to read Spider-Gwen, Volume 1, Greater Power, or House of M. Take care and remember if your stomach goes down past your waist, make sure your shirt does as well. Eric ordered a green <laughs> uh, Green Lantern shirt, and he was so upset because when it came in, it came in and he realized that it was uh, termed the Sheldon shirt, which really got him upset. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, he got so <laughs> upset, but also he's like, yeah, I might have grown a little because this shirt is not as long as it should be. And it's like a belly shirt. 
It made me laugh. I told him to wear it to work so I can laugh at him. Last email <laughs> of the section is from Johnny Fresno. He says, weird sciencers, the whole fresh start. Krupi Boob is working hard together to get those Marvel review copies. That's right. I feel we are on the brink of success. I- I'm glad you do, Johnny. I'm starting to get depressed by it. I know. I'm actually, I'm actually gone to the, the way of... If it happens, it happens. I'm not going to look forward to it now because I just don't think it will. And I, I do have a theory. My, my theory is the weird science name has carried over and followed us here uh, over to the Marvel deal. And while I try to think that we're positive here, I think that maybe some ill-advised words got to Marvel from the DC podcast, even though I don't think we're jerks there either. No. Since you guys live in different places, Jim and Philly and Brandon Buffalo, how will you share the review copies? We will share them <laughs> by email and Dropbox. Yes. Is what we do. Yeah, they end up, what happens at the DC well, Actually, things? Jim's going to take his pony out of the barn there. He's going to yeah. start riding on a Thursday. <laughs> Yahoo! Let's go, Buttercup! <laughs> some, going to Go to Buffalo. Gonna call get his old buddy Bubba Fat. Yeah. Yeah. Hey there. We'll get those review <laughs> copies going here, and we're gonna plant some apple seeds. That's mm. what I do. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We would just share them. Uh, this is what we do on the DC side. I get the review copies, and then I send them off to the people who do reviews. You put some of the best mags in this week's Marvel Patreon spotlight. No, we didn't. The bad butts did. Daredevil and Immortal Hulk are on great runs. How weird do you think Hulk is gonna get? You think we'll see cannibalism, bestiality? Garnishing moon pies with mustard? That'd be disgusting. You yes. know that I I can't. I actually stand almost threw up in my pies. mouth a little bit thinking of that. I hate moon pies. I, I it's don't too like much them like either. a s'more. It's like a, a non-hot s'more. I love s'more. s'mores and I don't like them. You over there opening a candy or something? No, my daughter <laughs> gave me this GD freaking toy. So it's this. It's this bracelet I that also clicking. turns you, into an yeah, animal. You know I'm what, trying to you, make it an animal, and it's driving I, me crazy it, it, right now. You, you sound like Eric when we're recording. He's got his little Transformers going. I'm I don't gonna know go why she's still I'm going to strangle Where, you. my woman? Put her to bed, yeah. will you? Really? Get him. Uh, these moon pies. I hate moon pies. They're, they're s'mores that, that aren't, aren't even warm, and I hate s'mores. I've talked about this before. My least favorite sort of thing. Uh, That's if a you rough try to take. give me a yeah, s'more, I, I will end up smacking you. My mag of the week was uh, in episode 83 of the main podcast, Fantastic Four number 10. I'm fired up about Moon Girl living in the same neighborhood as the Richards and the smartest girl on the block. Competition between Lunella and Valeria. Uh, your attention to detail of the Yancey street folks and their weapons of choice to fight the Frost Giants <laughs> was very entertaining. What weapon would you choose if Frost Giants invaded your neighborhood? I thought neighborhood? about this. I have a good answer. I, I have mine. Well, I, I'm just going to go classic of the Ancy Streets. And if I was, I'm thinking I'm a kid now, it would probably go right back to a hockey stick. That's usually my deal anyway. I'd have a hockey stick, give somebody the Canadian hook. Hey, take that frost giant right there. Cross check stuff. What would you use? I would be a uh, baseball bat with spikes in it. I always oh, wanted to swing one of See, those. I never go. got you, to. You, ju- <laughs> you just have those. Like, I, I think that those would be a problem because when you hit it, it would stick in and then yeah. you'd have to pull it out. Yeah. I'm just going to hit people with a hockey stick would, and run yeah. around. Run around like an that idiot. that would be fun, you know? A trash talk, people. I start yelling <laughs> stuff about Frost Giants cousins and mothers. You'd be, you'd I, be I, looking for the disabled Frost Giants oh, to yeah, pick yeah, up. Really, I would. Yeah, any any guy, and he would like that because that would be treating him like a normal Frost Giant, and that's what he would want. Oh, I love kids. Laura and Gabby. 
uh, Kenny, but I stayed away from the X-23 series because Mariko Tamaki bored me to tears with the She-Hulk mag. Somebody should have warned me. Sounds like, and I didn't, I, I say that, I didn't mind the series, but it's all because I love the characters. Sounds like I should pick up X-23 number 12. It sounds like a fun issue. I'm telling you, I think that the issue when they go to high school is like issue six. Maybe it's after yeah, the it Cuckoo, is so it's, it's six like or seven. after the first full arc. Yeah. Yeah, so I whatever that issue is, and then this issue number twelve, just read those two, and maybe yeah, a no. couple of the cuckoos. But the cuckoos got it got cuckoo. Yeah, it was and, real you know, weird. Yeah, it sounds like a fun issue. You didn't spend much time discussing the pros and cons of Gabby rebranding herself as Scout. I would like to hear more of your thoughts on this. And my thoughts are, and this is where I was saying earlier that I do have theories. I kind of mentioned this on the regular weekday show. I actually do have uh, hope that we're going to get Gabby and there would be no reason to change that name unless there is a reason going forward to have her in a book where they wanted a different name, where they wanted a scout name, kind of a different MO for. I'm worried Laura is going to be just put to the side. I yeah, said that I before. I actually think she's going to go off to the side. And Unless you I, see her I, on those X-Men covers coming well, out. I'm not yeah, sure where the she's going to be. I, the only thing I worry is the idea that this is what happens. We all want a book with our favorite characters. When the book fails and gets canceled like this one was – it's not because of the characters. And I don't think it's because people don't want the characters. It just was a boring book for the most part and didn't distinguish itself as its own run. And so I'm worried that they think, well, you know, Laura, not really hitting hard yeah, much. Cool but, boy, down. Yeah, but Gabby, it, it's one of those things too. A lot of times the you know, DC, especially DC does not seem to care Bad press, good press, every press is good press for them. So yeah. if you have a character everybody hates, that like a Joker's daughter, all of a sudden just was in everything. Nobody likes that character, but every time she showed up, it made buzz. With Laura and Gabby, Gabby's the one who makes the buzz. She's got the sizzle, so I think she'll continue. I don't mind that she has a different name. Somebody actually on the roundup, I look, gave this last issue a two, and basically in the blurb, which I, I actually give him full credit, it because it's kind of funny said <laughs> i am not being true to this score the score isn't about the quality of the book it's all about gabby losing the honey badger and says in the blur, it's the craziest deal and i'm like well at least he was honest but it's just a name <laughs> I, i'm yeah. telling you that does not really bother me that much i love the name honey badger but just think we're talking about her all the time. I mention Gabby all the time. How many times do I really say Honey Badger? She's just Gabby to me. So if she's Scout and Honey Badger as her superhero name sort of thing, I don't mind because Gabby's my character and Laura. And, you know, that's why I always say Gabby anyway. I do like Honey Badger. And she says, even Laura says, you love Honey Badger. She's like, yeah, just right now it doesn't feel right. That just means it can come back later. It's, yeah. it's not a big deal. She can go back uh, and, and forth. She's and a kid. really – during the X-Men Red, Tom Taylor's run of X-Men Red, that's when I thought that you, you ended up getting a lot of, or maybe the most hate for Gabby at that point. Uh, and people were, oh man, Honey Badger, Honey Badger, Honey Badger. So, but 
that was a while back. So I hope that people don't think that's the reaction to that. Like, oh, they just don't want to call her honey badger because people got mad. Pretty much you call her scout. It's going to take people two seconds to realize that it's Gabby and then they'll be mad again. I, I just it's beyond me. I know that you aren't a big fan. I, I just think you didn't have enough background with her. Yeah. She's such a great no, I, character. I mean, I, She's prefer, so good. I like the character fine enough. You know, I like her name, Gabby. It's just, I, I thought the honey badger thing was just a little too cheesy. It was and pushed. Like, maybe yeah. a little too meta because it's just a popular internet video. I don't know. Yeah. 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 I just, I love the character. So they can call her, you know, popsicle stick and I, I'd still love her. And here's the thing. You go for it with scout. You actually get the, one thing that kind of seemed to hit with Gabby during this whole series was that ex-assassin being called, you know, backward scout. So she's taking that in remembrance and then going forward with it. At least it has some sort of background with it. Uh, I still laugh, generally make a fool of myself, but get the machines I want in the gym because everyone else thinks I'm crazy and avoids me while I enjoy your podcast. Keep making them, (laughs) he says. We will. As long as Brandon shows up. And I said that uh, on uh, Thursday. I had to bail the last book. So it's not just you. I had to bail to start editing the show because of all the problems we were having. We had issues, yeah. Yeah, so there's the first bit of mail. Now we're going to go off to our Spider-Man section of the podcast. All right, and in the Spider section, Brandon, what is the first book? The Amazing Spider-Man number 22, Legacy 823. That would bug me. The 23 and 22 just being one off, yeah. this, that drives me crazy. But anyway. <laughs> I'm telling you, I never use the legacy number. So you just, I'm telling you, I, just, I'm like, yeah, it's That one good, thing though. being off drives me nuts. Yes. Anyway, we got written by Nick Spencer, pencils by Herberto Ramos, inks by Victor Alabanza and Herberto Ramos, colors by Edgar Delgado and Eric Archianega, letters by VCs Joe Caramanga. For hours, Central Park has been under a force field constructed by Arcade. It's the site of Craven's Grand Hunt, where tourists, hunters, remotely control hunter bots chasing animal-themed villains. Spider-Man was horrified to learn that the hunters themselves died when their neurology-linked bots were destroyed. To make matters worse, Spider-Man's friend Black Cat and Kirk Connor's son Billy were, all, were also trapped as prey, and Spider-Man and Kurt themselves were captured and imprisoned by Craven. Forced to watch Craven's last son hunt their loved ones via video feeds, Kurt begged Spider-Man to remove the inhibitor chip in his spine, even if it killed him. Seeing no other solution, Spider-Man did so. The lizard's healing power saved him, but is now a rudderless lizard who's (laughs) worse than the problem Spider-Man was already facing. Regardless, this was the moment Sergi Kravenoff had been waiting for, which is weird to me because they didn't have lizard in the first place. So how did he know any of this was ever going to happen? Here's the deal. Number one. For hours, why does it feel like years? Yeah, uh, also, I know. Also, the idea, Jeez. please, where tourist hunters remotely control hunter bots chasing animal-themed villains. We saw that like three times. That really hasn't been a deal. And the no. idea of, oh, no, when we found out, when we did find out the hunters, if they died, they themselves died, we thought this was a game changer. No. It, yeah, it really didn't end up being about, anything. Really. Yeah, yeah, a lot of this, and this is the problem. This event, this hunted event, uh, there's been a couple things we've liked, but overall it's just been a dud. It, it's yeah. just, it fell flat and it, it's, it's over. It, it's almost <laughs> as if it never started. I when know. I, when I 
I didn't even put it on the podcast tonight. And you messaged me back and said, we have to do amazing. It's the end of the hunted story. I'm like, really? It's the end of it. I, yeah. When did it start? Because <laughs> I, I just, I never got the idea of any real tension. No. I never got the idea. Spider-Man of any was real... really barely in it to begin with. Yeah. He so was, he was such overall, a bit player in this whole thing. It feels yeah, like legitimately, I, I don't know about you, but I never really thought Spider-Man was going to die. I, no. you know, so there's tension out there. I didn't think that they'd kill Billy, a little kid. That'd be pretty screwed up, especially by his father. Uh, and so with all this, we've been waiting for what's going to happen with Craven and the son. That's all we've been waiting for really. And we do get that. So yep. at the end of this issue, and yeah, this is the one when we were talking about checking <laughs> page count i'm reading and oh reading. my god i'm this like wait took a me second forever as well. well this is the thing i'm like all right well when is this oh no this is oversized holy yeah. moly i'm the only on the entire narration on with craven was just so overwrought and unnecessary yeah. throughout the yeah. entire book and, and really i think that overall like we we did have you know the gibbon hunted issue the hu issue that we enjoyed uh yep. i'd like some of those hu issues more as we went on than the main book but this main book every time we got back to it i just felt like oh we got to get back to this again and Let's have something happen. Please, Arcade is a big part of this, but he isn't. Yeah. He no. just shows up to just, just say a couple words and disappears. End. Yeah, yeah he just so with that, I just think what what's going on? And and then as this goes on, he, I don't know. I think Nick Spencer even realizes the big thing that everybody wants to know with Spidey is what's going on with MJ. Yeah. We don't even care what's going on no. in this bubble because we know he's going to get out of it. He's got to get back to MJ. And with that, though, you end up having to do it in a wonky way. He yeah. has to – you have to build this tension with MJ in a way that doesn't even – oh, he took the poison and the herbs of, you know, freaking – Again. Yeah, yeah, and that, that, yeah, and that's the thing is when you're doing this, and Craven gives you the herbs, and all of a sudden you're like, oh no, I have a vision. We don't even know. I wouldn't know that that's true or not. No. And then see, in the vision here, that he's having, Craven, Craven can see the vision. I don't even know what's no, no, going on. Some with of the them vision. are flashbacks, and some of them are what Spider-Man's seeing because he's been stabbed the end, by the knives. At the end, though, you have Craven go go back and save the girl. They, I'm like, were you in the vision? What's going on? How do you know this? But yeah. yeah, so all this is going on and really we can pretty much skip to the last eight pages. But what happens is they're doing this whole deal. You ended up having Spider-Man with uh, Kurt Connors. lizard. Yeah, he ends up taking the inhibitor out and he becomes a lizard and goes off. Now, as this goes on, Spidey breaks out himself or it gets broken out. Yeah, he, goes, well, he just gets let go yeah. by, by yeah, Craven. Yeah, he gets let go. So he goes and sees the guard. So he's right away. He's like, okay, I hope Kurt didn't do anything. He said he could control it. He sees these dead guards and, and thinks like, oh, that no. he thinks lizard killed them. all. Yeah. In the meantime, he eventually figures out that it was Craven who killed yeah. him. It was well, with him. Craven comes, starts talking crap, tries to get in his brain. It doesn't work. And then Spider-Man stabs him. Yeah. Spider-Man the during poison. the fight realizes, oh, these weren't killed by Lizard. They're killed by Craven. Oh, yeah, you and he bag. says when he looks, he's like, you know what? I've been attacked by the Lizard. And he slashes. He does this. And these are just one blade yeah, and a you slices. know symmetry to it and slices. So this was Craven. So Craven's setting him up. And what is happening is Craven is trying to get Spider-Man so triggered of what he had done and what he wanted Spider-Man to think he was responsible for, including it. Basically, this is what it seemed to me. Yeah. Spider-Man says to Craven, 
listen, Craven, I know. And Craven's like, Spider-Man has to kill me. So I have to get him to kill me. So I'm going to pretend yeah, that's that Spider-Man's responsible yep. for all these deaths already. So basically, Craven's saying, listen, you say you don't kill, but really haven't you? All these things. You let the lizard out. He's killed 17 people right here. You have blood on your hands already. So what's one more craving yeah. for you? Yeah, what's he tries one to guilt more? him into it. Yeah, just kill me because you're a bad guy and you killed him. And that's where you have Spider-Man. Then he's going to, he he's kind of mad, <laughs> but he stops and he doesn't kill Craven. And then Craven ends up with the idea, you know what? The Spider-Man's a noble person. You don't kill. And you know what? You have pity on these bad people. I think that that's a good thing. Now, in the meantime, he also tells Arcade, hey, shut down all these uh, Hunter bots. Yeah, that's what he totally they get has shut a, down. A total change of heart. Gets Just rid of everything. Frees yep. the rich people. Let's all the yep. villains go. They end up shutting down the bots. And that's where you have Vulture. That it's a, it's a big, it's a battle royale. Yeah. I mean, in the in the meantime, I'm thinking Kane is going to show up and, and grab Stone Cold Steve Austin and throw him out of the <laughs> ring at any point. I mean, they're We're all going have at just it. Stunners going Rey left Mysterio's and right. Mysterio's doing yeah. a six one nine. I mean, <laughs> things are going wacky here. And then you hear uh, the Rocks music, and I get real excited. You you get the Rocks music, <laughs> and then all of a sudden, you know, you have Sacco come out. Now it's old school is going on, and, and then you have the Cobra, and nobody wants the Cobra. Uh, uh. But yeah, so they're doing this. They shut down the bots at this right time. Uh, the vultures like all right everybody one two three oh man they shut down i did it he yes. just takes advantage i did and, and it I vulture just them. celebrates like he did and it, it all. seems like that will be a setup for later a you know that's the one that thing that's probably set won't up care there. About, yeah. uh in the meantime you do have kid you know kid craven is there at one point he's gonna end up destroying uh black cat and billy and that's where kurt connor's shows that he does have control and kind of stops that yeah now in the he meantime kid craven kind of leaves him there uh yeah. did, did you see this panel <laughs> he looks like a t-rex dog yeah, in this yeah, one panel. He does. i don't yeah. know what is going on there He's uh, just and then destroyed. he turns into like a giant iguana in the bottom. It, uh, the art is really yep. inconsistent yeah, throughout this wonky. entire issue. It gets issue. wonky. So what happens is you think then because Craven says to Spider-Man, listen, you got to go save your girl. I saw those visions. You know why I do. I don't know. But you got to go save her. In the meantime, I'm giving you my word. You know I'm a man of my word. And that's the one thing Craven is. He is a man of his word. Yeah. He kind of twists and turns what that word is sometimes, but he says, I told you before that I was never going to hunt again. You know, then I died. And he even says, you shouldn't have brought me back. I, I didn't want to come back. You brought me back. And I gave you my word. Well, I'm giving you my word again. I will never hunt again. And Spider-Man even looks at him like, are you going to kill yourself? Because you can't do that. Yeah. You don't want to do that. And then it makes it seem like he is. He goes, he gets a shotgun. He goes and, you know, oh, with yeah. a big, you think uh, he's going to blow his brain. This is yeah, how you he think died he's originally. I, yeah. I believe if I remember correctly, this is yeah. how the original. So you know, it looked last like that's ended. what was going to happen. And uh, he ends up going. And what it is, is he opens up this coffin where you would assume he's going to, you know, be buried in, which he does at the end, kind of. And uh, there's the black Spidey costume again, which he wore at the one point. So he puts it on. So you're like, okay, what's going on here? What's going to happen? Well, what it ends up happening is he has to have the spider kill him. The spider man has to kill him. The way that he gets the small print here (laughs) is that he puts on the spider man costume. And then in the meantime, you think that spider. Spidey is fighting the young Craven, and it 
turns out that by the end, it is actually the son fighting yeah. the father. Who it he turns thinks out we Spider-Man. haven't had Spider-Man in his own title for the last 20 issues of the story yeah. or 20 yeah. pages so, of the story. Yeah. So, yeah. So it is the whole deal is when Spider-Man goes out after he leaves and runs off to go save MJ and all that, what you end up thinking of a fight going on between young Craven and Spider-Man is actually young Craven versus his father dressed up as Spider-Man. And then he gets killed his young yep, self kills, kills him. him and that's i mean the kind that of had to be buried print. on page 48 of the terms of yeah. service agreement to yeah, that well, spider that's, must that's kill small you thing. print that the whole <laughs> idea of the quote spider-man must kill you yeah. because he dresses up as a spider-man the idea of a spider-man did kill him because his son ended up killing yeah. him because he was, was spider-man, Spider-Man. Yeah. and he ends up dying so that's how he died you still have young craven though so i you know Who's what do you now have gone probably gonna now? go after and try to he's kill Spider-Man now. because yeah. now so he's, there you go. he's mad. <laughs> and the worst part is it's a younger version who's all hepped up on the on the fight. And yeah. the uh, you know, if old Craven oh, stayed around, he'd probably like just go off to some, the retirement home. Some more than the fight, too. A little steroids, yeah. a little HGH. Yeah, something. But even that, <laughs> I'm saying the old Craven was kind of done anyway. So now the younger Craven clone son, he's just ready to yeah. go. But you have a lot of the the setup of, you know, he's when he originally died and again. came back and stuff. So you, you do have that. And then you also have the idea that, yeah, the young Craven's going to be pretty ticked off that he ended up killing his father just because he was dressed up as Spider-Man, feel yeah. guilty about that. And of course, which basically Spider-Man. just brings us back to point a, where Craven yeah. and Spider-Man hate each other. Again. You yeah, know what I'm just saying? Gonna blame Spider-Man. So <laughs> yeah. there you go. There you go. And it even has next amazing Spider-Man 23. It looks like at least something's continuing because there's yeah. young Craven. This is the epilogue. I think there's through. two yeah. epilogues. So, so yeah, yeah. That's so what it's next. just gonna be him ticked off, but hopefully we'll get more of Spidey and MJ because that's I what I want to see. Ryan Alley comes back. On. I see his cover yeah. there, so yeah, maybe he will. But yeah, overall, I'm gonna give it a seven. I, I I didn't mind the you know the ending. All the other stuff. If I go with just this one issue and the stuff with Craven by the end, I like it. But as an ending to an event that was hardly an event, yeah. I, I could actually go down to say a six. Even yeah. so, I, maybe I should go in between six five. Because, yeah, I can't discount just the whole first 20 yeah, pages like 11 and just say, well, I like the other thing. And so, yeah, I'll go 6-5. What would you give it? Yeah, I'm going to go flat 6 just because, you know, I'm just very, very bitter. I, I you know, Spider-Man's one of my favorite books to buy. And I, I feel like I'm getting to the point I am with Batman where it's just like I got to stop because yeah. I'm just not enjoying it for a whole stretch of issues. I'm not well, even getting Ryan. friendly neighborhood and stuff. Yeah, so. yeah. But uh, the main title, I mean, I'm not yeah. even getting Ryan Otley's art consistently to like at least hang my head on that. I love that at yeah. the beginning. Um, but I couldn't tell you the last issue he showed up on, so – um, yeah, I, I just either. don't know what's I, I want. I know what I want. I want that centipede man. I want some answers behind that. Yeah, and at least uh, that's so where a bunch it looks of like people, Peter's going off. Yeah, yeah that's what everybody seems to want for. I know. Uh, for that, maybe so, we'll you see know, a I'm little. getting impatient. Uh, but yeah, this was too much Craven. A flat. I'd give the whole event in the, this final issue a six, pretty much. Yeah, I think I'd give the whole event a six. 
a whole yeah. deal. I, you know, six, maybe a it, five, it, nine. It felt like he swung for the fences and tried something epic, and it, yeah, it just it, felt it, very, I, very short. It's, it's like a lot of these stories that it seemed like, at least he seemed to have an ending. You yeah. know what I mean? Like it was yeah, supposed yeah. to no, end with Craven there. dying. So at least right. he had that. It was getting to that ending that he had right. problems where we have a lot of things going on at DC right now. You end up starting out really good a lot of times. And then the ending never lands. You're like, yeah. really? That looks like it was just made up. So it's this almost seems like, like what's that? There's two type of writers. Like there's people that are, I'll worry about the ending later. That never turns out well. And there's no. people that have a planned ending in mind. And sometimes they just, you know, take path yeah. A, B and C to get there. And they don't, and they don't, don't merge you know, well at the end. And obviously it's tough to review individual issues anyway, because you never know how an arc or a story will end up. And it's also tough that we don't know what goes on behind the scenes. Maybe yeah. the story was not supposed to be this long. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it was going to be a cut, you know, three oh, yeah, issues. There were, and then there they were definitely solicit yeah. changes throughout the entirety. Well, that's of what I'm saying. Story. Maybe this was one of those, because you had always said that this was the story that supposedly Nick Spencer got the job doing spider-man right yeah. so he's gonna do this and maybe it was only like a three-issue story and they said well no it, it's craven and, and the hunt we we gotta make this longer we gotta yeah. make the six issues and then he's like well i wasn't really planning on that because yeah. there are a lot of that, things that, that just could have been very well happened because you had yeah. the first issue of this uh whole quote-unquote event was you know nick Lowe, the editor just you know, waxing poetic about how this was the uh, story yeah. that got Nick Spencer the job. And that, you know, what you just said makes perfect sense to me. That yeah, if, maybe if they made it. Maybe they, they thought. And, yeah, maybe they really liked it. And then they wanted to extend it. It shouldn't have been extended. Maybe. Yeah. I, I don't know. But even yep. so, we say that kind of giving a, a break to Nick Spencer. But he still is the writer. So yeah. if they say that still you have to make this a hundred, hundred issues, you should <laughs> still be able to make it good. You know, interesting, and I, right? I, yeah, really, a hundred and five issues, hundred and six. I, um, but yeah, I know that you don't like Nick Spencer. You're not a big yeah, fan. Not, I think he's a good writer. It's just you know this story just didn't hit with me. It just didn't at all. But we're gonna move off. I said the friendly neighborhood Spider Man. I always forget about our next book yes. because this the next Spider book block. is also one of my spider books all right and it's spider-man of the superior version i don't know what i'm saying at <laughs> it's gonna at, make at up that's what doc ock will tell you superior <laughs> deal and it's the superior spider-man number six and i will take the honors of this it's written by christos gage pencils by mike hawthorne inks by wade von grau badger one of the best names in comics yes. colors by jordy belair and letters by vcs clayton cowles Reaching out to others has had mixed results for Otto. Despite his past deceptions, Anna Marie Marconi agreed to keep Otto's history and new identity as Elliot Tolliver a secret. But when he over uh, overcorrected and shared his entire past on a date with Emma, a Horizon University colleague, she ran. To make matters worse, Emma fell victim to the demonic master pandemonium's evil plan to make hell on Earth. Otto was forced to ask Dr. Strange for help, but their uneasy alliance failed to prevent pandemonium from absorbing possessed San Franciscans, Siskins, and growing more monstrous. And that's the big deal. And I actually... It took me a second to remember what had happened last issue. Um, thinking I, I forgot all about, uh, you know, Master Pandemonium, Voltron and, and Demon. Yeah, yeah, Demon made <laughs> of men. He's it's made of people. Yeah, yeah. That's what it is. It's uh, you know, it's citizens. the soil and green of the uh, Voltrons. But yeah, so you have this though, and you have 
a Doctor Strange auto book. And so they set it up very well. Christos Gage sets us up well to show you that they've had their dealings with each other and their egos have clashed ever since the beginning, where at one point you have Otto going to uh, Doctor Strange before he's actually Doctor Strange. He's just Stephen Strange physician here. And he goes to our surgeon and goes, hey, you know, Doctor Strange, Doctor Strange, I'm Otto Octavius. I'm in the Atomic Research Center. I was intrigued by, you know, what you do and all these things at the symposium. And I think that I need your help. Me and you can work together. I have these, you know, what ends up being his crazy ock arms later. Yeah. Uh, you know, I have this artificial arms for handling hazardous materials and I'd like your theories on neurological link. And Stephen's there drinking with the ladies and he's like, yeah, right there, bowl cut, and, and basically treats them like crap. And then yeah. says, you know, hey, I'll call you later. Jerk. He's like, ah, I'll call you, call and set up an appointment. I think I'm free the 12th of never. Oh, my, <laughs> what a jokester. Oh, sick my, burn. sick, sick burn. I, I'm glad that he was a better surgeon than stand-up comedian yeah. oh, in, yeah. in the auto roast. And auto looks mad. Uh, and then later, one year later, we see a very down and out Stephen Strange now, uh, you know, after the accident, he's Post now accident, a hobo. Yeah. He's a hobo. And yep. they come out and there's Auto. He's like, oh, I recognize that fellow there. That's Stephen Strange. You know, once I even approached him to help me with the, you know, neurological link for my metal arms. And, you know, hey, why don't you help him now? Why doesn't he? He could really get the work. Yeah, this would be great. Yeah, he could. He's like, yeah, he, he does need the chance. He ain't getting it with me. The jerk gives him a 20. Yeah. And then goes off. And then so you see back and forth. It's the egos and each one of them wanting to be better than the other. Uh, yep. Though I, I I have to say, as far as we can see in this, it's Dr. Strange's fault. He started. It. And, and as I know, when I grew up, he started it meant a lot of stuff when I get yep. in trouble with my brother. And that's all I'd ever say. And I so, actually I, the second one that gets in trouble, though. It's yeah. never the well, one that starts it, you know? It's just when you play hockey. That's what so happens. That, that's it's always that's the, the only reaction. reason Doc Ock's a bad guy, because he, re, he yeah. responded to the, the shade Doctor Strange originally yeah. threw. And I'm telling you, I used to use with my brother, and he I'd say, you start it, I'm going to finish it. It's what's going to happen, because I was a lot older. But then we go to the present, Master Pandemonium, who has all those bodies. And the big thing with this, and it is pretty much just a big fight, but yep. the big thing of going on is not the fight itself. What's going on is the interaction between Spider-Man and Doctor Strange, yeah, or cool Otto and here. Doctor Strange. And it's really cool teamwork, and the teamwork is always them trying to one up each other, them trying to show that one is smarter than the other and things like that. By the end, I have to say, I think Otto wins out. Otto yeah, has a I lot too, more of actually, the ideas. Personally. Yeah. And so the, the best thing is, is as this is going on, Otto it is still just like, why are we fighting this? It's scientifically impossible. And uh, <laughs> it just, it just doesn't go in his brain. He can't think mystical. Yeah, I like and, how at first he's totally just, enamored yeah. and kind of stumped by this thing and then eventually yeah, yeah. he starts to figure it out. And you know out. why he starts to figure it out? Because he starts treating it like science. He ends up thinking like, well, you know what? He scans it. He figures it out while Dr. Strange is going about the whole mystical way and that's the thing. This pandemonium, the way he's set up, it kind of does have a biological type deal that's a scientific thing that Otto can figure out. But uh, obviously, it's a you know a demon from hell that has people all in them and making them. So Doctor Strange. So they're, they're a really good team up to do this. It's just trying to figure out 
how and what and whatever. And where Otto keeps showing the idea that we had even when Terex was fighting, the idea of, well, you know, some people are going to have to die so that more can, you know, at this (laughs) point, Dr. Strange is there and he's like, we can't let anybody die. These are regular people. Yes, they've been possessed. A few will die, body. so a million don't. Basically, yeah, and it's, that's it's the theory he Otto, subscribes to. Otto a lot. is always that theory. Otto is always the more you know. He's that's the scientific theory. It makes sense that saving. You know, or letting two people die to let a million live. That makes sense overall. But these heroes, especially a Doctor Strange uh, here, two is too many. Yes, you, you can't let not. anybody die. So they're going to try to figure it out. And as they're going, and it's, I it's do cool love the it's idea. It's a lesson that Otto, who's still, you know, becoming He's a hero learning, slowly yeah. but surely, is, is a, a, almost a lesson yeah. he takes out of this issue. Yep. I love it. The idea where they figure out, okay, we're going to have to do some brain surgery here because they figured out, you know what? And as it, as it progresses, they're like, okay, these bodies are making up this full body, you know, making up the bigger part of this, but it does look like each person is serving a really, you know, like an organ or, you know, you'll have somebody in there. That's the heart. You'll have some people that are the lungs. So they get the idea. The brain must be, you know, pandemonium himself. So I, you know, you have Dr. Strange like, all right, I'm going to do brain surgery. This is my forte. <laughs> uh, and that's where you even have autos like, really, it was your forte. You're really not that person anymore. <laughs> I don't think you're going to go in there with that sword. He's like, no, no, this is my scalpel. My, and he's yeah, like, my no, favorite no. part too of the art, at least anyway, is seeing Spider Man or Otto with the cape, and then well, that's what Strange changes them because yeah. he ends up saying like, you can't go into that like that. We're gonna have to switch. So he gets the arms on him uh, on Strange, and so he has the cape. He's flying around. It's it's crazy. <laughs> it's it looks so cool. It's, it's just fun, there for fun. And yeah, you end up having Strange using the you know the arms to go in the spider arms there to open up uh pandemonium's head and does yeah. it and, go and doc in. Ock has his hand so he can't swat him away it's all really yeah. good in the art yeah too. and he and he's also he's really uh d- he's trying to uh get him to pay more attention auto needs to get all the attention of you know pandemonium because pandemonium says i can fight a war on two fronts i can take care of dr strange in my head now i can also take care of you uh but he does end up and, and auto just starts to be a real jerk to him and starts yelling <laughs> stuff and he's like yeah. you know what i i don't have weaknesses but you martin preston you called yourself an actor you were terrible and then that's what this martin preston was an actor he's I like love what? this part and i love he just stops he's like what i went to julia He's like, well, perhaps you were talented at one point, but you know, your weakness killed it. You were drunk. You did a lot of drugs. And basically, if you were made of a body, if you weren't all these people, you'd just be a cheap wine bottle. He's like, how dare you? He starts getting mad. And the funny thing is he starts yelling about Kubrick and how he made me do 85 takes just opening a door. And that is something that Stanley Kubrick used to do. He used to be a guy who you'd have to do 100 takes for one little thing. And he's like, well, you know, that's clearly not a fault of yours. And that's why you went on to go two gun kid meets Dracula. I mean, that was stellar <laughs> performance and that piece of crap. He's like, I had top billing. I got points. And he's just a, talk to the hand and he starts yeah. attacking. It's all this about his Dr. Points. Strange get to him. I just thought it was so funny the way he it just was. I love that him. part. Yeah. yeah, it was fun. 
Yeah, and, and then he ended so up getting good at it too. You know, he knows just what yeah. buttons to push on people, and yeah, he does. And he's just a jerk. He's trash talker. But and, yeah, and you where, end up where then. Spider Man, regular Spider Man, would do it with jokes and humor. He's just like so good at tearing people down sarcastically, and, yeah. and you know, with a bunch of truth. Oh yeah, yeah, and that's the thing. He knows all about it because he's a smart cookie. He knows things. Uh, you do end up then with Stephen in there, and he's going to get uh, the body. He's going to get this Martin's body, Pandemonium's body here. And the way he says it is the way he does it. And I, I can't say that I know fully or really. No. I do understand what happened, but it kind of all the it's fun like they I was take having. Down the central battery, basically. Yeah, and then but basically they change up the thing of okay, you always get banished to hell, or we're going to change the hell and you were trash talking all these other hells so that's where you're going to end up and yeah i'm like okay i get it but it just kind of leads to one of our ongoing jokes because guess who makes an appearance well that's the thing though too (laughs) and it's it's funny because it ends up like he might have actually even saved him from this other hell at the end because mephisto's there to get him and it's like are we gonna end up having a huge mephisto freaking event because he's in every book i think we have to i think that we have Name December event that's coming. It's got to be. It has to be. It has to be. I do like, though, as there's an Iron Man event in that spot. I don't know. I'm I'm not looking forward to that. That might be. Yeah, really. I do like at the point where you have Doctor Strange and Spider Man then after this, and all the people are walking back. He's using a spell. Doctor Strange puts a spell on them so they calmly walk home. And I love the idea that the cape just flies off of Spider-Man to go back onto Doctor yep. Strange. And then the, the uh, you know, the Iron the Spider-type deal back. goes legs over <laughs> over to him, to the superior deal. Uh, I think that was pretty cool. But yeah, they're just talking. He says, oh yeah, I duped him. I, I sent him to a different hell. And now he's just going to be there and he's going to have to atone for that. But we see at the end that, you know, it basically just plays right into whatever this big plot that Mephisto has of gathering these people and things like that. But... Of all the fun I had, I actually really like this ending. Yeah, the ending where you do is have, really good. Where you do have Anna and she's fighting with, with Otto. And also, I also even before, before that, that yeah. before that, Spider-Man then says, and this is huge. He says to Doctor Strange, listen, um, you, you know, when and when everybody knew Spidey's, you know, identity, you were the one who let most people not know it anymore. Is there any way you can make people forget that I'm Otto Octavius? And this is the thing, is we've been following this book for six issues. And Christos Gage has done well enough now that Doctor Strange will not do it. Doctor Strange ends up saying, no, 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 you just want an easy way out. You were a bad guy. You can't just make people forget that. But we've seen Otto. I don't think that that's fully what he's saying. Because even at one point he says, I just want one person to forget. And the funny thing is, I do think he means Anna. Yeah, oh yeah, that's definitely who he wants to forget. Yeah, I think you're trying to make it seem as if he might be meaning Emma, because that would be the thing, because this Emma who he's gonna have a date with could still go to the cops. I don't think that's what he means. I think that he he's fallen for Anna again. And I think he wants Anna to just see that he's a good guy and maybe start from new with her, but it would be crazy if it did happen because of all that. I don't know. It'd be weird though. I think they have too much of a background together for him to really want that though but i, he I ends think up that's saying what, that. that wholeheartedly is what he was alluding yeah, to it's though. it's neat though that you have the idea that you're getting by this point you when he first says before he says one person 
you're getting the idea that Otto wants people to forget that he is Otto only because he wants to be a good Spider-Man. He wants to be the good guy now. And I think he's really taking to it. And where Dr. Strange then thinks it's the opposite where y'all you're, you're still going to go bad. And he says, if I do this now, I'm not going to anyway, because this is what you're doing now. You may. And I, I love the idea that he's talking because, you know, Stephen had some problems as, as himself. Yeah. So he's giving auto advice and he's like, listen, you know, you just have to work this out. You have to you have to atone for everything. I'm still atoning for everything I did. So I, I'm here to tell you almost like he's setting up. I thought that he was going to set up. This was the AA version of <laughs> the things like anytime you need me, call me. We have a chip. Yeah. Hey, I'm a I'm Otto Octavius. I've been a hero now for six months. You know, something like that at a meeting. Um, yeah. But I love the idea that he goes, what really changed me? was that I would ask people for help. You have to ask people for help. And he's like, you jerk, that's what I'm doing now. You, you son of a gun, that's what I just did. And you turned me down. But yeah, it's a really good moment. And it's a good moment that yeah, Chris Gage like plays it off lot. really well because you don't, you know, he could mean that because he's sick and tired of, you know, maybe getting caught or whatever. But I think it's more than that. I do think that it's because he wants to be a good guy and he's afraid. And he, yeah, he, he wants he's, a fresh he's start sick with of, Anna too. And yeah. yeah. And he's, he's sick of it coming up every time he tries to do something good. And so he goes back and Anna's like, you know, pretty much telling him, listen, I know that you were trying to follow my advice, but really telling your secret identity on the first date, that's nonsense. And you do see that, that Emma, she's tied up. She's, she's there on the couch and, uh, you know, she's there. He gets her undone and they're like, you can't go to the cops. You know, he's a good guy. Try to trust him. You know, you may not be dating him anymore, but please don't get him arrested. And she's like, okay, you know, Anna really does step forward for him. And that's more than she has done, too. And you can tell she's falling. And, and you could also tell in this, in my mind, behind the scenes deal, she, she's a little jealous. She does like auto again. Yeah, I think so, like too. That. Yeah. So her saying that. And I love, too, that the next thing he's thinking of is going on Tinder. He's like, don't they have online dating apps? I think I need those. Uh, But yeah, there she is too. Anna's just like, really? Like, really? But yeah, uh, you end up having uh, this Emma leaving. And she's like, you know what? I think that you've earned enough. You did save everybody. Because even uh, Anna says he saved everybody from Tarek's, all these things. He's on the right path. He's trying to be a good guy. He's just learning. And if you you end up calling the cops now or getting him arrested, he's in trouble. Yeah, what, like Emma, the, the girl well, he went on a date with, like he saved well, remember, her. Remember, she left though. Yeah, yeah, she saved them. When she said though, she ran off and was going to go get the cops. He's still auto. Well, she still yeah, thinks she found of him out as... he was auto. Yeah, but still, like you no, know, that's he, the whole he deal. showed her. I don't know. That, that, yeah, that, that was I the guess. one thing I was a little weird about. Like she kind of just storms out of there, even though he saved her butt a little bit. But yeah, other actually, than that, I, even I really the deal, like the whole issue. I don't even, I don't even know how much she would remember. She was a demon. She turned into a demon, but she's like, you know, he says, actually, Anna, I do remember demon cops, demon me. Don't ask me how, but I also know what Elliot Sariato did to save me to save us all. And then that's when she's like, yeah, whatever. I think you've earned it. I'll, I'll get out of here. And she's like, excuse me, I'm going to go wash the sulfur off me. 
and says, I'll see you at work. We're never talking about this again. Yeah. I, I just think it was one of those that they were never going to date anyway. And you, you want him to be with Anna anyway. So hopefully this is the start. But I really liked it. I liked the art throughout this. I thought that it was a lot of fun. Uh, the stuff with uh, Doctor Strange and Otto, I could see them, you know, trash talking each other for, you know, a whole arc. It's so good. Yeah, it is. Um, and yeah, it. there's there's even a mention earlier in the mail, like bring on Tony Stark next because that would be fun. I mean, we're waiting for Peter to show up, you know, and, and have some stuff. And I think that when he does show up, hopefully it's one of those where he realizes that Otto is trying. And I, I hope that this book goes long enough. This reminds me a lot of when Lex became, you know, super Lex and he's yep. trying to be good. And, uh, and that kind of just ended. They kind of were like, yeah, we're going to do other things. They had other plans for Lex. Otto, you don't really need Otto to be a bad guy. No. Yeah, I think he's kind line. of even progressed past that point. Like he had yeah. a long run as Superior Spider-Man previously, yeah. and like this is the next step on his evolution. At least it feels like to me. So yeah, yeah. So yeah, so I, I really liked it. I'm giving it a nine out of ten. I liked it a lot. I had a really good time with it. What about you? Yeah, I'm gonna go eight five. I I really like it too. And what I like about the series is I don't know. We've only been six issues in, and we've had like three different villains, and yeah, or at least two different villains, and kind of three different stories. Really, to be honest with you, and and the short, uh, sweet kind of stories and keep things moving are yeah. fun. The only yeah, down like thing it. really is it seems like it's tying into War of the Realms next issue. But I see yeah, the West Coast the Avengers Realms. on the cover yeah. with them, so maybe that'll be a kind of a little yeah, more goofiness on the West we Coast, need to be so enjoyable. That'd be fun. Yeah. And I'd like to see uh, Otto react to these guys showing oh, up, Glenn you know, Poole Frost and, Giants and, and Street stuff. Sharks. No, I'm and all just this saying nonsense. about the Frost Giants and stuff yeah. because he's okay. been so into protecting. <laughs> well, I see but Glenn yeah, you Poole do the Street Sharks down it there. It is too. the uh, yeah, fun. it is the West Coast Avengers. So yeah, that'll be cool. So yeah, that's that's neat. But we're gonna go off now to get to our second bunch of mails. Yo, it's mail call. It is mail call. Mail section number two, and it is all Dino. This is all for you, Dino. And Dino writes in and says, Hi, Jim, and maybe Brandon. Yeah, I'm here this week. And as you know, no letters page for X23 number 12. I will look right away. And I thought that at this point, that they, I mean, it is weird. You'd have to sort through letters because if you had letters like, man, I hope that this series lasts forever. And yeah, I know. Unless, you don't want you that can't have there. that. But I thought maybe we'll just get all the letters thrown in there just so they can do that. And I thought, boy, me and Dino are going to be like, well, we'll first off see how many letters they got. Yeah. And I was thinking that maybe it was just me and Dino. Three? You'd have one extra. And the, one the funny thing is, Dino in this, he ends up, uh, uh, giving the letter i couldn't find mine i i don't know which email address if i can find it i think it might have just been from my personal email address i thought that i sent it from the dc uh thing and i couldn't find it so i'll, I'll have to look and then i'll read you mine's so goofy dino's <laughs> is cool mine's so goofy i I'm just like <laughs> i love gabby so much that's all mine was i attached my original letter to marvel at the bottom overall it was a pretty good series i still think the undercover high school issue was probably the best and ironically the shortest yeah, story so arc too. As for the last number 12 gave us way more Jonathan. Finally, we see the little guy in action. Lots of fun dialogue between Laura and Gabby. See, I know I know the idea of this last issue is so goofy for somebody who just has to review it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But if you are fans, 
you just sit there and like, why couldn't it be this the whole time? This I could have dealt with those sort of things the whole time. Uh, their dialogue is what makes the series great. Jim, how do you feel about Gabby's name change to Scout? I like it, but I really liked how uh, Dakin gave her Honey Badger as a name. I'm telling you, I like it. I like Scout enough. I, I don't. I still just go by Gabby, like I said earlier. But at least Scout has a personal thing yeah, for it's, her. It's so sentimental it, to it her. Made, per- yeah, yeah, I like that. Made too. me feel like Gabby was really part of the Logan dysfunctional family when he gave her a code name but scout has a good story behind it too fingers crossed hickman likes laura and gabby so we see them soon in the new x universe i don't know i don't know uh you know hickman i've never met jonathan hickman i don't care to ever meet jonathan (laughs) hickman i don't ever even want to be in the same room as jonathan hickman i think he i don't know i just don't at the what little i know from reading quotes and stuff from him he, he doesn't seem like a guy that would get along with me. Um, but I also don't think he'd like Gabby. So, uh, And also, <laughs> just because I like Gabby, I have a must-read a back issue for you, Jim. Black Widow, number 11, from 2014 of the Nathan Edmondson and Phil Noto run. Nat and Laura team up, and it's action-packed with lots of fun. Sorry, no Gabby. Uh, and I actually... Maybe I'll just do that as like a bonus thing. I know it'd be on the Patreon. So if you're not on the Patreon, you you wouldn't really care. But if you got on it, it'd be cool because that sounds really cool. I always look to find something. And and remember on July, we could do crazy team ups or something. Yeah, but that's the thing. I don't think anybody would pick it. So it just, we wouldn't end up doing it because what other team, we'd have team ups and people would pick something else because they hate me. Uh, But uh, (laughs) I was talking to you about. A podcast last episode, I wanted to say, and I said, Eric's starting a podcast, and I wanted to ask you what the equivalent would be for a Marvel side. I never got back to saying that. And what it is, is Eric for June, if you're a DC fan, he's going to start doing a Robins podcast. It's called the Robin Chronicles. He's going to start focusing on different uh, arcs of all the different Robins. And I was trying to think of maybe having a legacy podcast uh, where I concentrate on some legacy characters at Marvel and things like that. This would fit in quite nicely. So I, I might do that. I don't know. We have so many shows, but I always like to add some. And I I can't let Eric one-up me with a show. <laughs> if he's going to have a show about the Robins, I have to have an equivalent at Marvel as well. Um, but yeah, I want to check that out. But he says, thanks for reading my X-23 letter. And I'll be reading that in a second. That's Dino. And his letter was, hi, X-23 team. First off, just want to say I love the series. Laura, a.k.a. X-23, a.k.a. Wolverine, is my favorite character, period. I've read her multiple miniseries or 2010 ongoing series and of course all new Wolverine all of them great but this series takes Gabby's cake I love how awesome Mariko Tamaki writes not only Laura but the flawless teamwork between her two sisters or the two sisters Laura and Gabby the two of them are on the mission together is perfection even more fun is the dialogue between the two of them in their own downtime you can tell there's deep care love and admiration for each other the art has been excellent <laughs> as well see he's even got jokes in there it's not yeah. working issues issue number seven by Diego Orlotier uh, did a really nice job capturing the facial expressions of Gabby and Laura. I'm also grateful we still have the unstoppable Jonathan, the Wolverine, hanging out. Yeah, that that's one of the big things about that yeah. number 12, which he, was great. He was My president big, in 12, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, my big question after number seven with the android that looks like Laura, can Gabby uh, name her Alberta? The reason why back in the first ongoing series of Wolverines, or Logan's Wolverine, there was an android that looked like him named Albert. He also popped out in front and hunt for Wolverine more recently. Anyway, keep up the amazing work until Gabby stops loving Pop Rocks and peanut butter gelato. Make mine Marvel, Dino. Remember I was saying that that was- Is that together? 
Yeah, that was what, like the uh, first. Di- right. That was the, like the first issue when she was, yeah, uh, you know, kicking her feet over yeah. the thing, eating that. And remember, I said that was the most nonsense bit of uh, gelato ice cream type deal ever. I love Pop Rocks, and I had Pop Rocks oh, ice cream. I like Pop Rocks. I will only have Pop Rocks ice cream though if it's vanilla ice cream. Uh, that's the only one that makes sense in my head at all. Not even chocolate. I'm telling my you, daughter's vanilla. favorite is cotton candy ice cream. Every time yeah, we go, um, cotton candy. That is cream. my favorite water ice. Do you have water ice in Buffalo yeah. at all? Yeah, yeah. They, you have Rita's probably. No, we have uh, no. Andersons, but they only okay. have a couple flavors, and they like rotate really? them out. Yeah, I'm telling you, we have a, a local place downtown here that's called Rosemary's, and I think the last time I went, I believe they had seventy flavors of water yeah. ice. They uh, had, I, I, just Rita's used to be all over in Maryland when yeah, I lived yeah. in Maryland. Yeah, my favorite's cotton candy. That's why I said, and it's funny because the one time Tanya brought, oh, I just home like the regular uh, red gum. strawberry yeah, or cherry, it, it, whatever. Oh, it is. I hate strawberry. Get out of town! And really, <laughs> you, you go there. They have so many flavors. You pick cherry. I'll slap I you right outside the, the big head. Red one, I'll man, just slap it. you. They have uh, Swedish fish. They have there. I think you yeah, like maybe that. That was uh, the one I had. I don't they, know. Um, Jen the idea, though, um, I Tanya got me the other day, and I, I don't really get water ice a lot, but when, when we go and get it, um, Tanya went, and then she brought me one home. She's like, oh, here you go. I know you like bubble gum. I'm like, I don't like bubble gum. I like cotton candy. Like, <laughs> take this bubble little, gum. Little bubble gum some chunks? No, it just tastes nonsense. It, no, it's cotton sucks. candy's the best, but they also have a – uh, ice cream shop and I, I forget what it's called it's got some fancy you know name that the guy in there he, he wears a bowler cap and he's got a goatee yeah he's the a closest real readers to me is in rochester not yeah, even this is actually not even a readers this is just a ice cream store but this place has a hundred flavors and i'm telling you they don't have vanilla chocolate and strawberry you gotta get the crazy stuff there this hipster guy uh they had uh, the last time i went we haven't gone in a while like uh pistachio um, or something no, like no, that pistachio that's they no, know i'm talking like sweet corn I, i'm talking oh, about uh disgusting uh, jalapeno uh, stuff like that. It's all crazy. So I bet you he has a Pop Rocks peanut butter because that's nonsense too. But yeah, I, I'm telling you, sweet corn ice cream is not bad. It's not bad at all. That He had like a cinnamon one that Tanya had that also has this really hot spice on it. So it's the spicy ice cream, which is a crazy sensation. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. He says, make mine Marvel, and that is Dino. He ended that with. Thank so you, thank Dino. you, Dino. Uh, we're going to go off now, and we'll just go right into it. We're going to go to Magnificent Miss Marvel, which is going to be the last book that we talk about tonight, and a, and a series that me and you have been surprised that, that yeah, we liked as I much personally as we have. did. I didn't think this is a Brandon book, per se. You no, know no. Saying? This is a Jim book, <laughs> and G. Willow Wilson's run on Miss Marvel was a Jim book through and through. And so with Saladin Ahmed jumping on, uh, I had my my trepidations, especially after the first issue, if you remember the first issue and, and into the second issue of Miles. Now, since that has happened, he, Saladin Ahmed has made that Miles Morales book solid gold. I love that book. Yeah, I, I got to catch so up much. on that last one. I didn't uh, read that even one that yet. one. Then, yeah, you weren't you weren't uh, doing it with me. It was my book of the, I think it was my book of the week. I loved it. I think he does such a great job. You ended up seeing in that one that Starling uh, is the Vulture's granddaughter. It's so clever and stuff going on. So we were, I was worried about Miss Marvel. So when it came out, right when that came out, I, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's that Saladin Ahmed. He needed to be more busy. 
And now that he's busy with these two books, both are really good. Yeah, I don't know why that would make sense. But the minute that this book came out, Miles got better, too. So it's it's yeah. really weird and good. It's and, that first arc syndrome, maybe, for yeah, Miles. You know I what do I'm saying? Like, yeah, but I, I love it now. I liked it. Once we got the Ferris Bueller issue, yeah, a couple issues favorite. in, I love that issue. it's been great since then. But here is The Magnificent Miss Marvel, written by Salonina Med, pencils by Minkyu Young, inks by Juan Velasco, colors by Ian Herring, and letters by VC's Joe Caramanga. Kamala has been slowly revealing her double life to her loved ones, but her luck ran out when her mother tipped off her father and he demanded that Kamala hang up her costume for good she refused and ran off doubt Bruno was under attack by mysterious aliens appearing all over Jersey City but when his extraterrestrial threat detector revealed more aliens were approaching Kamala's house Kamala rushed home only to watch her parents melt in her arms fortunately Bruno deduced that what Kamala saw was some kind of trick and together they tracked down her real parents they've been captured by three peculiar mages from beyond the stars who believe Kamala's destiny is to save their planet from destruction Destruction. So you get this, and this is a story that you have in science fiction a lot. Yeah, you, you even have it in, you know, movies that are even joking, kind of like a galaxy yeah. quest type thing yeah. that is a joke. Uh mainly Earthling to me to save our world yeah, or whatever. Mainly these go back to pretty much John the, you know, seven samurai type deal where you have, you know, somebody go and grab somebody to save their, you know, planet, town, all that stuff. It's it's pretty much one of the oldest stories that you can yeah. tell. So when these happen. I immediately want to see what the if the jig is up and gone because it usually isn't that clear cut. I mean, it could be for this, and I thought it was going to be until this I, yeah, issue. And you, you smelled it out. I, I, told I you smelled it out in this issue. I didn't really, yeah. But it seemed like I, I think that Saladin Med was playing it pretty cool here, where you do want to see Kamala, and you do want to have Kamala show her parents, especially her father, now that she is worthy of being a superhero and yeah. that she's Can be doing the right on thing. Her own doing so it. for her to get taken away by her parents and up until this issue, because we all thought in my mind that these aliens would say, okay. And she'd go, yeah, I'll help you save your planet. The parents would be left behind. She'd go, well, that's not the case anyway, uh, because what happens here, and there's a couple of things that are a little odd going on because they're like, first off, they say, you pass the test. That, that's all. You, just you pass, pass the, the test. test. Yep. Everything that we were doing was to get you. And now you came with the sigil and you have all these things and you're you're the chosen one. We've had these things being said, all these prophecies. You're the one. All right. You got to come back to our planet. And they kind of did make it like she didn't have an option. But, you know, obviously she would. But she's yeah, like, they guilted her into it, too. Yeah. And they show they you're the the protector, the shield of a million children. And, you know, all these things you see a little kid that's my granddaughter she's gonna die if you don't come yeah so she gets gilded in and says you know and even then her dad steps in is like my daughter's not going to fight a f- your fight in outer space she's staying here and kamala's like no 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 I-, I can do this i this is for me this is my thing and i'm gonna go but you have to you know uh, you have to deal with this and you have kamala's mom who always does get between them when they fight and try to come up with the solution the solution is Listen, we're going to let Kamala go, but but we're coming with you. And I'm like, oh, no, it's like Lois going with John over at D.C. with Jarrell. Yeah, Things right. didn't work out then either. <laughs> but they're going and they say, and I was waiting for like, no, no, it's funny, too. When they say this, it's just like, boom, we're out. And even yeah, there, the dad's like. 
Yeah, the dad's like, that's not a good idea. And Kamala's like, that's a terrible idea. Now, here's the weird thing. This is what I thought was odd. They go off, right? You have these three, you know, mages, space mages. They do go off. You see the parents and Kamala like, oh, my God, you know, we can't go now. Ah." And you do see Bruno and he's there. But then later when Kamala tries to bring up Bruno, they really skirt the issue and don't want to say anything about him. They're like, oh, whatever. And so I wonder what's being played with that because it doesn't Uh, look like anything's happening on there. I I wonder if like the detector would somehow screw up their plans over. Yeah, but even that. It wouldn't matter because all they had to say was he didn't come. That's all. Yeah. He he wasn't coming. They kind of make it seem like maybe something else happened to him after that. I don't know. But they do go and they're treated really nice. They're there. They're going to be the hero, the king of this planet's there and saying, you know, there's this, you know, other faction. They're trying to kill all our kids. They're trying to do this and that. As this goes on, you do have Kamala's mom doing the narration. And, and through this all, she's like, I'm here to always protect you, Kamala. I'm the one who's always, you know, worried about you, whatever. And I'm want to save you from everything and she does realize that this now it's played a little too loose i think and a little too quick with the i would have liked to have seen more of the idea that it's all going to kamala's head because her mom does think like man come on i would love to have seen kamala ordering some servants around to get her more ice (laughs) cream or you know start acting a little bit not like herself a little bit like she's liking this attention so much or you get the idea she is on you know earth she's from new jersey her dad even's like why you know we're from new jersey and all this and maybe you could have played the idea that on this planet she's pretty much the be-all end-all superhero there's no better what she thinks these people and this king think she's the greatest on earth she's you know a champion she is you know a younger hero but she's not the top hero on you know on on earth she's, no, yeah, there's she's no still way learning there's, there's too many heroes there anyway that are way ahead of her but on this planet she's number one and i wish that we got a little bit more of this i wish that there was a point i know that it would seem very quick and it'd be so out of character for kamala but maybe she just starts enjoying the attention because it is pushed that way from her mom i just didn't see it as much as what it's pushed she still seems like a pretty good gal and she always is so i you know yeah at one point she's like oh it's wonderful here oh my I'm going to sleep in this bed. And I'm, and I like it too. Our mom's like, you're getting big headed. She's like, okay, I'll sleep in the smaller bed then. That, that's yeah, like her solution. I, I like that comment now, too. That was funny. In, in the meantime, t- only two of the majors made it back. And that's one of the same. Where did this other mage? And they even mentioned, well, the third mage, this other guy, he sacrificed himself. And I, I just wonder if that's a teleportation thing that to do this magic spell, like it, cause they do seem to be magical. Uh, like a Doctor yeah. Strange, there's always a oh, yeah, cost of magic. magic. He even said way. it with Superior Spider-Man when he said the auto, and maybe the cost of going and getting this, you know, champion from across the universe. Maybe you did have to sacrifice. Uh, somebody now i wish that if that was the case that it would have been brought up that maybe there was a fourth that that actually was when they first went and somebody had to who knows we don't know what that actually meant that third one because it was the one with the eye patch too so where, where's <laughs> eye patch where, where's patchy oh you know the sacrifice to go there but things are a little this is the thing especially in a comic like this as we go 
things are too good here. Things are be they're just too cut and dry. Yeah. Things are not working out. And with that, when we get to say what I'm paging through to about page 15, you're already more than halfway through. And we're not getting a conflict. We're yep. not getting the idea. Yeah, he, they're saying, hey, this unknown bunch of people are bad. They're going to do this. These guys. Oh, how they uh, were once slaves and free Yeah, and the slaves the- things. But we're not seeing that we're being told that. That's when I'm like, yeah, these people are not on the up and up. They are not on the up and up because we would have seen more of this. And also, what bad area are they? It looks like they're in this huge castle city. That doesn't look like there are any sort of problems at all there. And we do find out that, in fact, they might be the bad guys. The people that went and got Kamala are actually getting these rebels who are there to, you know, try to overthrow the government. They're torturing them. They're doing this. And she does meet one guy. Now, one of the things that happens is as this is going on and Kamala's trying to figure out if she should do what they're saying, if this is something she wants to do, out of nowhere, a pillar falls on a kid. I'm like, that is so much coincidence. Like, this is what happens. These bad guys must have got in here. And, you know, you have Kamala save them, uh, you know, save this kid by, you know, getting big and letting him get from under. At one point, she gets small, goes under doors and things like that, which is pretty cool as well. Um, And that's. If anything of this series so far, we're, we're only at issue three. Haven't really seen Kamala use her powers that much. And I, I really want to see more of that. I, I hope that, you know, if you're just joining into this and don't know Kamala and just want to get it for this thing, I think that they, the people new need to see these powers and need to see them more because they are really cool. But she goes off, sees this guy being tortured. And this is where I told you before we started recording that you, you got to mind your P's and Q's before you do things. Her <laughs> parents are there with her. They are sleeping at this point. She snuck out, but yet she goes and pretty much smacks around some guards to let a prisoner go. And these guys go off and I'm going to tell the king. I'm like, those parents are in big trouble. You best get back to those parents. But yeah, the guy was being tortured who doesn't have a shirt. I'm pretty sexy uh, says, yeah, (laughs) we're not bad. Comes back to play later. Yeah, and like, we're not bad. The king's bad. He tortures us and all that. And we better get out of here. And, you know, she's like, oh, no, I better go get my family. Uh, they go to get them and they get into this guy's rocket ship. And that's where the mom's like, listen, uh, Kamala, you ain't sitting near the sexy, no shirted guy. I <laughs> yep. will sit next dad's to him. Or actually, front. dad's going to sit next to him. And me and you will sit in the back. And they go to do that. They blast off. And they're going away, and that's where you see the twist at the end is that the king finds out. It's like, open fire, destroy the, the ship. And they're like, but but she's supposed to be this thing. And she's like, well, if she's the chosen one, she'll, she'll live. That's yeah. It's almost like the idea of, you know, the witches in Salem. You know, if, if you drown them <laughs> yeah. and they don't drown, they're witches, and then we kill them. But if they do drown, you know what? They weren't witches. So then, you know, but yeah, they're, they're dead either, either way. way. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So there you go. But yeah, I liked it. I think I'm going to go seven five though, just because it's just kind of you know happening and it's kind of a uh, setup issue. Um, but I did like it. What would you give it? Yeah, I actually I'm going to give it an eight because this book kind of surprises me a little bit with how much I just have fun with it and enjoy it. Um, so you know, uh, coming into it as really being a book, I, I didn't want to talk about and and was yeah. you know. 
Uh, you convinced up, me. I'm going eight as well. As a number one, you know, I, I just kind of enjoy the story and it's fun family nature yeah. and lightheartedness. Yeah, and I do it, like that. And, it, and it is I, one I of didn't my favorite pick characters. up on the trope right away like you did too. So the surprise yeah. kind of got me a little bit at the uh. three quarter mark of the issue. So I'm going to well, give here's it Well, here's the eight. deal. You say that. <laughs> bare chested sexy guy he could be lying too it doesn't seem like i yeah, think that I it might end up i think it might be one of those that they're both bad they're both I, terrible I think that, yeah, she yeah just i think that they might both be problems and i actually think that it's going to go along the lines of how and and this is the thing and you can you can all say that i'm an idiot if it doesn't happen or whatnot but they're really sure well first off the parents go with her that is she going to be odd. the queen? That you, is that no, what no, you're going with? No, I'm telling you, no. Her mom, who is always going between two arguing people, Kamala and her dad, she's going to be the one that, that works it out between these two uh, nations, and they all just shake hands and go away. And then in the end, I have a feeling that they're going to say that the prophecy actually was always about the mother, and uh, that was the, that'll be some crazy deal or something like that. But we'll see. That, that is how I got it, because they're really strong. <laughs> Dressing how the mom is always the peacekeeper between, you know, two arguing people that see things differently, but kind of want the same thing. Now, you say, I say that having the king being a torturer, that kind of puts him on the bad side of things. Yeah. So we'll see how that goes. We'll see how not it goes. The best. But yeah, yeah, that kind of is not good, but we'll see. But yeah, the, the thing that's crazy is by the end, when the king does say shoot down the, the ship, the other people do say, you know, hey, wait, she's the chosen one. We can't do that. So not everybody is in on the, the game. You know what I mean? Not everybody's bad. I think just the king has an issue. It's going to be like that guy's going to be his cousin or something. And he owes him five bucks. <laughs> that's what it's going to be. Five bucks. It always comes between people. But that's it. That's the end of the show. I hope you guys enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed doing it. It's late. Me and you start yeah. a little late. And uh, the weekend edition, I, I like that it goes a little longer. We get to kind of relax a little, though. You have off tomorrow, right? You don't work yeah, on Mondays. Yeah, I, I work a Tuesday through Saturday schedule. Yeah, so. yeah, I work Mondays, and usually that's when Eric decides not to show up, so then my workload <laughs> is doubled, and that stinks. But yeah. I hope everybody enjoyed it. Like I said, we have a website at weirdsciencemarvelcomics.com where we review almost all these books. And most of the books tonight we did, so if you want to go and and that's the thing I say we did, we did not. Some other people did it, which I always try to push this, that they have different opinions than us. We we don't have that idea of the site has to like, I, I send notes to, hey, Tony, the superior Spider-Man better be a 9.5 or I'm going to kill you. <laughs> they have their own opinions. Some things that we really like, they don't. Oh, yeah, their Some scores things could that be they really wildly like, they different from ours. Yeah, yeah, so it's cool if you want to see, you know, what they thought and you know, all the people on it go over there and. And check those out. Uh, and yeah, if Marvel's listening, they'd be nice. I mean, get those review copies. That'd be awesome. But yeah, people would uh, like stop I said, tweeting at you and all that. You yeah, know? Well, here's the thing. If they don't, then the heck with it. We're just going to review it and I won't count on them for anything. So there you go. Uh, it'd be nice for them to just give us the, you know, give yeah. us a little solid, an as they say. That's all. Yeah, an acknowledgement. That's all we need. Uh, but yeah, uh, we also have a Patreon account that I've talked about over and over. Patreon.com slash Weird Science. It's the start of the month. If you join up now, check out all the shows. I think at the last count, we have like 700 episodes by now of different shows. A lot more Marvel now as well. So if you want to check out, if you're here for the Marvel stuff and want more, including this past week, Daredevil and Incredible Hulk, which 
are two of the big books and two books that we really like. Uh, you can sign up over at Patreon. All the stuff's in the show notes. But yeah, we'd appreciate that. But if not, you'll see us again coming up in a few days when we do the weekday edition with Double A Run. So everybody, thanks a lot. Anything else, Brandon? No, I'm I'm All exhausted right. as you are, and no Game we of Thrones out. to keep me busy. I didn't, yeah, no Thrones, <laughs> and I didn't have my medicine, so I'm ready to hit the hay. I got to edit yeah. this now. And then, yeah, here's the thing too. I always like to to say sometimes at the deal we are finishing right now. It's ten fifty seven. And look and see when I end up having this out because you'll see how quick. <laughs> I always love the idea of that I can edit the whole thing in like 10 minutes. So there you go. It doesn't take me days. It takes me minutes. So I'll have this up. Thanks, everybody. And we'll talk to you in a couple of days. Later. <laughs>